What's up, everybody? Sorry for the delay. We had awesome Facebook issues yet again. They like to mess everything up on a weekly basis. Yeah, it's not your (laughs) fault. fault. It's the only thing tonight I'm going to give you credit for and say is not your fault. Uh, I'm going to go with that. We're going to knock that out in the first 30 seconds. That was not Keith's fault. Yeah. And it really wasn't Biz's fault. But I kind of want to mess with Biz. Like, Biz is kind of dragging ass over there today. I think we put some of that towards him and take some off of me. All right. Maybe Maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit. We'll share a little bit of the load. All right. All right, everybody. So this week, we're sitting down with a really good friend of mine that I haven't seen in a while. So like, yeah. I'm actually really excited about this because he's really hard to get out these days with his busy life, and you know, when he can step away from his tour with Florida Georgia Line, oh my God, you, you know, know it's, it's really hard for him to step away every now and then. But you know, fat Georgia Line. <laughs> <laughs> But today we have my good friend Keith Powers on the show. Welcome to the show, you, my man. friend. Good to see you. Good to see you, bro. So this show is not going to be real structured. I'm going to go ahead and say that and just get that out of the way. So if you guys are planning on this to be like one of the more normal shows, I got news for you. Tonight's not going to be a normal show. Tonight's like going to be a little more off the chain. Probably a little more left field. We might get booted a time or two. Who knows? Like, I mean, anything's possible tonight. That could happen? It could happen. It's only happened a few times. What's up, Larry Adams? Uh, It's not happened a lot. Um, But it does happen. And it happens for the weirdest shit. Like for what? Say the wrong thing? Yeah, like... So, I had a guy on here that's really well-known, former NFL player... We talked, he said all kinds of shit on my show. Like, we were cussing up a storm. I mean, we've got all the explicit settings set. So, like, you know, we don't get in trouble necessarily for that. Okay. But. So, Biz doesn't have to hit a button every time. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. No, no button. Like, we don't have to. Yeah, we just get a roll. So, you know, that happens. But uh, he went on the podcast. There's another podcast normally on Tuesdays. It's after mine, Cigar Talk Live. Okay. Here at Industrial. Okay, cool. And he went on there, like, directly after mine. They got, like, straight up booted. Like, the show disappeared for, like, over a week. Like, it was just wow. gone. Like, it never happened. And it was all because they asked him if he was a shit talker when he played in college or the NFL. Yeah. And he said... Don't all those guys do that? Right. Right. I mean, but he said, no, not really. But there was this one dude that <laughs> went because he was a longhorn. There was mm. a dude at Texas Tech that spit in his face. Uh oh. And spit in his face. Yeah. And their beef continued. He ends up getting a play across from him in the Super Bowl. And he owns him that day, like owned him all day long. And he called the dude trash. Mm all he did was call him trash, but multiple times. So if I call you trash, <laughs> you better we might not. get booted. So you better not. My mom's I'm watching. I'm not going to say anything about Florida Georgia Line being trash. <laughs> so maybe you should start off before you tell everybody about yourself, like why you're such a Florida Georgia Line fan. Oh, my God. You got to quit that, man. Some At some point, we're going to put that on the calendar and retire that. <laughs> you don't talk about you being Eric Church. I see that you don't we bring do that it. up. We can do it. Why, why don't you tell them how that got started, though? I think it's probably... 
close to 10 years ago. Man, yeah, it's really got to it. be around 10 years ago. But, yeah, so this guy, he's such a fan of Florida Georgia Line that he bedazzled a pair of jeans. Not like for me. He likes wearing those, like, those like Miss me country jeans. urban jeans. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like okay, pockets. Off, off tops, this shit is going to be good. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Y'all bedazzled and, oh, my God. You, you thought we were just talking crap. No, I thought y'all was talking <laughs> yeah. like, this he, is going to be he good. He thought while we were waiting for this to go live that it was uh, getting out of hand. But, yeah, no. I felt like we were giving away too many spoiler alerts and we were like, gonna ruin all the stuff that we could throw out there but as the more you talk the more angry i get yeah <laughs> i'm yeah. like i feel like i got so much to say we're just gonna be able to keep rolling the you whole have a couch time. so like we can just lay down and just kind of lay it all out there yeah i think it, i think the deal is when we met uh 10 years ago different time of life and i was probably about uh probably 60 pounds lighter so maybe a little thinner me may yeah. resemble. Uh, I don't even know their if name. Bart Simpson and the blonde dude on Florida Georgia. <laughs> you don't Line even know what the blonde dude's name a, is. No, because I hate. I can't. I don't listen to that. But if the blonde dude, I think his name is Tyler, because I had Not, to look it up to like post gifts on your like feed and stuff every time. Like, but and I you'd always do it when I was at dude, my lowest. Then you would post something like if that. If the blonde dude and Bart Simpson had a baby. It's fucking Keith Powers. Well, that's because I got a five head. You know, I got this big monster <laughs> head, no hair anymore. But yes, but I put it on your car because I knew how much you disliked them. So at a biz, at a hunt, we were on the day before. Like, we're all getting hammered this night. And the next morning, we got to get up early, have a morning hunt. And then we got to drive home like seven hours. Yeah, and he's got a south. truck full of dudes. And customers, thank you. <laughs> yeah. They were customers, but they were all guys. Yeah. And I shoe polished his whole truck like what? Honk for Florida Georgia oh, yeah. Line. Oh, yeah. I love FGL. Oh yeah. And these guys had to drive seven hours home oh, yeah. or until they got no, out no. of we went all the way back home. Until <laughs> they got out of these like country bumpkin towns where they could actually like wash the window off. Not washing them. Let's just go. <laughs> we got a lot of honks, man. People get out of your way. I mean they think you're somebody, but yeah, we're out. Uh, it was the hog hunt, and uh, it was, we did the yeah. night hog hunt. And if you've never and done bay that, fishing. freaking great experience. We go out with the AR tens. I didn't even know yeah. they made that. And uh, we go out and we do that little hunt. And then night course, vision, night vision, come back pitch dark, and come back in my truck with FGL honk if you love FGL. And I'll, I'm just like, you sorry son of a gun. <laughs> and uh, but you know he won't talk about at that time. He was rocking the Eric Church look. Okay. I'm talking about man. I had the Ray Bands, Ray Bands, bangs. I mean, longer, a little bit longer hair. Yeah, uh, I did. I had longer, shaggy hair. I just I, had as the, producer, I really need photos of all this. I shit just had. I got. About. I got you. He, he'll he, he'll get. I, that so I had Ray Bands on. I just had the short goatee. I had shaggy hair. He was rocking. And we it. walk into this Mexican restaurant in like Port A. <laughs> and this son of a bitch over here goes to the like manager while we're like getting seated, ordering drinks, stuff. He's like, do, do, do you know who that is over there? And she's like looking at him like she barely speaks English. And she is looking at him like he's from another planet. She's like, uh, no, 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 sir. And she goes, I'll go get my manager though. So she goes and gets the manager. And this guy over here is like, you're in the like greatness of royalty right now. Like, do you know that that is like Eric church over there? 
you should ask him like if he can sign a picture for you. You got pictures of other famous people in here. <laughs> I'm trying like, to make it should. happen. <laughs> and man, they start they they swore me <laughs> when I come out. Like I went to the bathroom, like washed my hands because we've been like fishing all day. And I come out and they're like swarming like. Mr. Church, Mr. Church, can we can we get like an autograph or can we take our picture with you? And I'm like, this guy, this I guy. I did not like, deserve to have he my got, truck. He got me solid and like, yeah. like, well, if you'll just sign a picture, I mean, we can comp this whole meal. And all the guys are looking at me like, yeah, yeah, sign the picture. I'm like, hey, get up and sing. <laughs> sing yeah. for you want me to sing a song too? <laughs> oh, man, it was so you know, bad. Do you still have those boots? Oh, no. Those are dead. Forget the picture of him looking like Eric Church. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. You need to see these boots. Oh, man. You forgot about the boots. No, <laughs> I already forgot. But my my little brother roasted me way better than any of y'all did. And I'll tell the story. I think I've told this story on here, but maybe not. It's, my it's, little, it's worth telling. All right. So, speaking of plumber that never gets dirty. <laughs> Whatever. I have... A plumber that I use in my, at, at, at my work, and I show up in Midland, Odessa, and we literally have, I mean, we have broken sewer pipes all over this, like, 36-building property. Like, the news is there. Like, shit is literally coming out of the ground, running down the streets. Like, it's bad. Like, it is horrific. And I get out there, and my master plumber... Is wearing these like really nice, like but fancy cowboy boots, and I'm like, and then his workers are all there and they're in work boots. And I'm like, that's really messed up, man. Like, you're out here literally shoveling shit and fixing broken sewer pipes, and you're wearing nicer boots than I'm wearing. Like, I've got work boots on because like I knew what I was walking yeah. into. And he laughed it off and whatnot. Well, apparently he talked to my wife a little while later. And found out what my shoe size was. So for Christmas that year, he sent me a pair of these boots. Now, Biz. What, what were they? What brand? I don't even know what brand they were. I, all I can tell you, I Biz, remember. I, I think they came I from remember the women's this. section. And no, like, uh, <laughs> no. I remember this because they told me when, when, I, when I looked them up, two women left Reebok and started these boots. Mm. And, like, because of, like, the soles and gel pad, whatever, like, making them more comfortable to wear boots. These boots, man, they were light tan. They had white and black little cutouts all across the toe. And they had, like, a, uh, like a, what do you call that? Like, uh, they had a cross, like a gothic cross on him like and afflicted like affliction see his look on his yeah, face yeah on on the like that's the look i had on my face so, he's making like, fun of my jeans i was like fuck it i'll rock these like whatever man i'll rock them <laughs> well then i go out around these true rednecks and they're all like check out my ostrich check out my kangaroo and my alligator and they're like kangaroo <laughs> they're like your boots man you blah, show blah, with blah. some damn reebok boots on yeah man they, and they gave me a ton of shit but none as good as so i had already taken all that abuse for like years like i liked the boots and they were so damn comfortable like i even had them resold 
Like I you kept them until much. they were. I wore them that much. Like wow. they were so comfortable. So there's a lot of people around this uh, yeah. area that have good stories of you and your boots. Yeah, right. for no, sure. No, no. This dude walked in one time. Those boots. Those boots have stories, man. Can you identify them, sir? Yeah, it was the yeah. guy with the gothic boots on. So, so those boots. So my little brother had moved to California, and it was like my first oh, they time. They're, they're good there. My first time going to visit. Them. Yeah, right. You think, right? <laughs> These should have been gold there, right? Well, I hadn't seen my brother in like two, three years. Man, my brother was like so straight-laced when he left here. And I show up. He has skinny jeans on, some weird-ass shoes. He's got like a pit comb in his pocket. What? He's got this like medium shirt on. He's like, and he has a beard like... Like, his has a birthday. Like, his beard at that time was, like, down to here, like, Cody Jinx style. Oh, wow. And then he had long-ass hair that was as long as his beard. And I'd never seen my brother without, like, hair longer than this. Like, yeah. I was like, yo, who are you? Like, Johnny Depp. I, I moved to the mountains. And I'm like, yeah, bro. Yeah, you moved to the mountains. And, he, and I was like, and dude, what is up with these jeans, man? Did your girlfriend forget her jeans yeah. at your apartment? And you grabbed them by mistake. You tell like, your brother he gonna catch a yeast infection wearing uh, jeans. Dude, like that? Yeah, man. I mean, I was busting on him like I, like we're doing right now. Like I was giving him the business, like hardcore. And he literally pauses. He looks down at my boots and he goes, "Did Chris Angel have a yard sale?" And I was like. I damn knew that before you even said it. I knew he was going to kill you. I was like, <laughs> oh. damn, did Chris Angel have a yard sale? That's a good one. I mean, I that, like, that's right. fitting. That would be a good, he would be a candidate for those kind of boots. But, you know, that's, uh, those boots, man, that, that was that was probably the best part of the whole story was just, we're already immediately, we, we meet and just, I think we rode together and we didn't really know each other that way, well and kind of quiet. But man, it's like, like the first fifteen minutes. Yeah, it's like one beer in. The next thing you know, we're just like we, you know, known each other for twenty years and <clears throat> making fun of each other. But man, when you changed and you came out in those boots, and I was like, "What in the hell is he wearing?" <laughs> I was like, "I thought we could be cool and hang out," but I'm like, "I don't know." Your bro, your bro card got automatically <laughs> I revoked. I don't know. Did you wear it? Did, were they skinny jeans you had on? Were they so tight? Like, you know how the no, guys that, you no, know, they, you I can't hardly get the jeans, jeans over the boots? No. Man, I'm going to no. tell on myself. I didn't purposely buy skinny jeans, but I don't know what jeans you guys are wearing these days. But Amanda um, was, like, telling me forever, you need to try these Seven for Mankind jeans. And I'm like, oh. I wear those. I'm like, I'm not wearing those and and yeah you know, i just kind of fought it and but and, you bought the slim ones oh hang on <laughs> so i'm and she goes i'm gonna buy you a pair of them and she gets on some website i don't, don't want to get it booted but she gets on this website she she loves the shop so she goes on and she finds a pair of these seven for is it seven for all mankind i think and so she buys me these and i'm like I, i'm not wearing 200 dollars blue jeans and she goes no i got them on a steal they were only like that whatever however much and she goes, I, prom- I think you're going to like them. And, man, I put them on, and I'm like, I can't really do karate kicks, but if I could, these would be the <laughs> jeans I would do them in. And What's so I'm, special about them? They're stretch jeans. I mean, they're, and they're like. They got that, they got that, uh, what do you call that? Spandex. Uh, no, yeah, kind of, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're, like they're yoga pants for guys, or... but they're bigger. You know, they're like, they wear like a regular jean. And as a matter of fact, I have a pair on tonight. So, so I, I, I put them on, and she's like, uh-huh, I told you you would like those. 
And so, man, next thing you know, it was a complete positive change. And I'm now I've got all these jeans. And then uh, somebody says, well, man, you ought to try uh, the perfect jean. You know, they're like the similar style, you know, whatever. So For somebody that's not on social media, hardly at all. <laughs> like, this is so funny. You're like a billboard for like the ads that pop up yeah. on social yeah, media. Yeah, I'm like, what's that? <laughs> you know, you, you got yeah. me. You know? Got so, me. Is that going to get me in my biker gang? I ordered, I ordered a pair from them, and uh, they come in, and I'm like, I'm like wearing them with like a, you know, like a shoe, tennis shoe or whatever, you know. And I'm like, man, these are all right. Well, I go to wear them with my boots, and I, I'm walking out of the house, and I'm like, lay right down, look down, I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> I, they're so tight around my boot, and I'm like. God, I just need to get to this day and like no, nobody seen me. You that tucked him in, didn't you? No, you went heck like full, no, re- heck full no. like beatneck, heck didn't no. you? But uh, I was like, I, I'm that guy. I did it, but uh, I got quicker. Got away from those and found they have a better cut that fits me. So they have a boot know. cut. I'm already online looking at it yeah, right now. See, see, he's like me. You know, I'm mm. all about comfort. I'm at that age now. I'm like, if it's uncomfortable, I don't want it in my life. Exactly. <laughs> you know, so I'm all about those jeans. So now she she gives me all kinds of crap about them. So Amanda, I know you're listening. So there you go. I gave you a plug on your. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I love that Amanda's on here. I'm, I'm trying to find me <laughs> some right now. If Sarah, Sarah should be going to dinner real soon, so she probably won't be on here live, but, like, that would be awesome, the two of them. I mean, that would really probably get this, like, booted for <laughs> sure with all four of us on here. Oh, my gosh. What's up, Chase, man? How are you doing? So, yeah, Biz, uh, biz you got to get a pair, try them out, uh, and uh, see what you think. Uh, I'm already on. I'm it. telling you, that's it, a game changer. Um, $200 for some jeans, boy, oh, boy, I'm telling boy. you. I don't know all of them are that much. Talk to your boy, AJ. They get that stuff sometimes, too. Oh, say less. Hold on. Let me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We, we got a guy. Yeah. Okay. There you go. I got you, homie. Well, the, uh, the, so anyways, we don't want to talk about jeans the whole time, but. Yeah. Why, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about what you actually do? I was just about to say, don't you do something for a living? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, he's dog he, gearing I mean, out. <laughs> you couldn't tell because like he's this clean all the time, even though he's a like master plumber, but like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know how, like, I mean, I've never seen a plumber that stays this clean all the it's time. It's not easy. That it's, means he's mastered the art of delegation. <laughs> it's it's no. not easy. Yeah. So my background is, is really pretty simple. Uh, I, I got into the trade right out of high school, uh, just from, you know, buddies that knew somebody that got them on, hired on, and we all went to work for uh, a contractor here in Dallas. And, um, you know, I think at the time, this is, I'm dating myself, which I'm, I'm fine with, but this is 93. Yeah. And what's minimum wage in 93? Like four something an hour. And oh, no, I was still in junior <laughs> high, you old ass. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, just listen, I'll teach you something. <laughs> Yeah, so whatever, you know, they were like, you know, making, you know, $6 an hour, you know. It's yeah. like, we're like, what? Hang on a second. That's, you know, that's pretty good money. And uh, they're like, just lie and tell me you got experience. They'll give you six fifty. And I'm like, I'm not going to lie. I don't want to look like an idiot. I'm, I'm going to do that on my own, you know. Yeah. I don't need to lie. And take them. I'm the poster child for <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. So, I mean, that's literally how it started in July of 93. And uh, this, this July will be my 30th year in the trade. And so I just, you know, got into it. And then, you know, within that first week, I'm like, this is a real job. I mean, this is, these are men making a living here. And this is, you know, something. Cause I had no idea what I was going to do. Yeah. School wasn't it. You yeah. Know, I, I, I figured that out a long time ago that school wasn't going to be my thing. So, you know, I got into that and, uh, 
quickly took on all the responsibilities of, you know, I'm going to make it on my own. I'm not you know, going to live at home. I'm going to go out and get my own place. And then it became, well, I uh, don't think that door is open to go back. So I'm going to have to figure this out. And, and then the next thing I know, you know, um, you know, I'm, I'm in it, you know, I get, I did something where the, the owners of the, you know, said, Hey, we're going to send you to apprenticeship school. And I'm like, Oh, what school? And, and so I went to apprenticeship school and would, would spend uh, one night a week going to class and, you know, taking that knowledge and testing the guys that I worked with and just started picking things up. And then the next thing you know, I'm, you know, like, okay, what's the next step? They're like, well, you need to get your plumbing license. I'm like, well, what does that take? And so got my plumbing license and just started getting all kinds of opportunities to start doing yeah. some jobs. And it was all commercial plumbing, you know, heavy mechanical stuff. And, you know, I didn't really ever do residential plumbing or, you know, um, in multifamily or anything like that. It was all just you know, at Texas Instruments or doing specialty projects, yeah. a lot of different piping jobs. And um, they're, they're big mechanical contractors, so we got exposed. He was to, naturally talented at handling <laughs> pipes. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Just got exposed to a lot of wow. opportunities there. And, and, uh, and about, right at the, yeah, we're going to get booted. Right, right at the 10-year <laughs> mark. Um, it was just at the point where I started seeing some guys that I was working with in the field getting opportunity to advance. Yeah. And I'm looking around, I go, I'm, I know I don't want to be doing this when I'm 50. Yeah. So what do I need to do? And so um, I was actually working in Wichita Falls. And my wife at the time, uh, she said, hey, there's a job for an inspector in the city of Dallas. I th- why don't you try that? Because I was traveling a little bit. That wasn't fitting the lifestyle at home, not you know around the kids. And I'm like, that's for like the old dudes. Now I'm 28, you know, 10 years in. And uh, I said, well, I'm going to just go on the interview and see what happens. So next thing you know, I'm a city of Dallas plumbing inspector. P- passed my test and uh, you know got on with the God, city. I'd love to have you inspecting oh, our man. properties. Most most fair guy you ever come across. I bet. You know, here's and, the book. Yeah, uh, you know, learned a lot and forced me to learn a lot, right? I mean, because they're like, no, you have yeah. to be the guy. You have to know. You, you can't. You don't have to know all the answers, but you yeah, need to be able to find it for sure. Yeah. So there was a, that was a huge challenge, and it was really a time when I was like. Man, did I miss out on going to school? Should I have done, you know, what should I, what else could I have done? Like, what everybody feels like at 28, like, you yeah. know, like all these kids think they have it all figured out at college or right when they get out. And then, then you realize at 27, 28, and you're like, shit, I don't have anything figured out. Yeah. Like, I knew it was going to be plumbing, whatever it was, because I mean, you know, I didn't have any other real talents to go out there and, you know, hit it and, that was so deep and, you they know. They wouldn't full. have paid you for that quarter trick thing you used to do? I think you'd have made a lot of money with that. On what? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I was like, what? <laughs> well, so, yeah, I mean, you know, just like you said, you know, it's, um, you know, here we go. You know, I'm 28 now. I've got two kids. I've got a mortgage. You know, I'm, I know I'm not getting out of plumbing at this point. Yeah. And, uh, but I'm seeing the other side of things. I'm seeing, like. Hey man, there's this. This is a good industry, you know. This is strong. Uh, never had an issue with getting my hours. You know, it was always there. The, the 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 pipeline was always full, pun intended, right? I mean, it. Everybody was constantly working, and I would see guys come and go, you know, and try to go chase yeah. a dollar. And I just kind of just no, I'm kind of loyal guy. I'm just gonna stick with it. Yeah. And so ten year mark was really now looking back, I didn't know it at the time, but it was really a pivotal point. You know, to go yeah. chase something, you know, else, you know, get another opportunity. But I didn't know just 12 months in, a year into being an inspector, 
uh, doing just a regular day of work, and I, I get an inspection request. The owners of the company I worked for grew up at. I always refer to them where I grew up. They bought a new building, and it was on my inspection list. And I'm like, I hope these son of guns are in here. <laughs> I walk in with red tag in hand. <laughs> I walk in the building, and I go out in the warehouse, and they're all standing there. I go, yeah, this isn't going to happen. And so it really opened the door to go back. Yeah. But it, it opened the door to go back into a different role. Uh, it's make a, a, a another challenge, you know, go into a QC, quality control and safety uh, role. And uh, everybody that I worked with in the field for 10 years is like, you, safety? You're like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you have this your, guy is going to be in charge yeah, of safety protocols. You have your Monday through Friday safety act and then your after hours get it done, you know, routine. And that, yeah. all them guys that were on those jobs were like, you? And I'm like, yep, buy the book now. You know, it's just like, it was a good, you know, time to truly try to, you know, challenge, you know, you, you know, again, another position, another, yeah. another, another, that's a whole another industry on its own yeah. just learning safety you know well so. i want to ask you something about that because we've talked about this a lot on the show and i have some other people that are coming on that are in the industry construction background stuff like that big concern i have and i want to know how this relates to you and what you think about this concern i think in the next 10 years we're really screwed because Trade schools are at an all-time low. Mm -hmm. The kids that are coming up don't have any interest in doing an actual trade. They all want to be TikTok stars and stuff and, like, yeah, so do easy I. money. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, well, we'll talk about your TikTok ambitions here I don't even in a little bit. I know what bit. TikTok is. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, it's a serious concern for me. Like, you know, we, we're getting up there in age especially you but i mean i was like, like i mean I, I'm, I'm, I'm hanging on a little bit there it's so easy Gary. but, but I, like, I expected more from you yeah yeah i got it i got you but uh no seriously like i mean you look at the owners yeah. of these companies that are like high-end trim carpenters high-end plumbers master plumbers these guys can't do that work physically yeah. anymore they're getting real close to not being able to yeah. their kids just want to inherit the business they don't actually want to do it nor have they spent the time to learn how to do yeah. it like where do you think this next generation of like Man. plumbers and laborers is actually going to come from like how, is that a concern for answer. you guys do oh. you guys do you guys see that as an issue like when yeah. you're trying to hire and stuff like yeah I, I will tell you man it has been a huge concern for for you know in, all the different companies and that I talked to and been networked with and and it's always you know a subject you know it's always a topic that we come to it's like where are we going to get these guys and girls? You know, where are, we, where yeah. are they coming from? You know, and, and uh, it's a huge concern. And, you know, what's funny is uh, at that 10-year mark of my career, I also uh, went, I took an opportunity and, and got my um, instructor's license with the uh, – I remember uh, when you were doing all the yeah, testing Yeah, so I did that. that for almost 14 years. Yeah. And uh, just on the, on the side, would do that on weekends and nights. And um, uh, was fortunate. You know, it was a great um, – you know, extra income, you know, at the time I needed yeah. it, but, uh, it really put me in front of a lot of companies, a lot of people and, and the statistics the state board would always throw out for the uh, plumbing board was, you know, average ages. Cause they had all that information. Yeah. So we'd go to Austin, do our training once a year. Then we would share all that information for the guys to renew their license. Yeah. And it was always the average age of plumbers is in that mid 50 range. Yeah. This was Back in early 2000, it was at that point. Yeah. And so I'm, I don't have access to that information on regular any, anymore, but it's still, I know it's still in that it's range. It's still high. 
Yeah, and so what I see now is is in my uh, role with the company I'm with uh, uh, is doing a lot of the hiring. And um, what I see happening, a pattern is, one, it's, it's very seldom do we get young guys coming in. It, it does happen. But uh, the, the percentage of keeping them or retaining them. Are they them, military guys? What, what are you guys finding? Like We're finding, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, uh, guys are coming from referrals family in the construction and their feet you know they're like well that's what my dad does that's what my uncle does that's what my brother does or my cousin yeah they come in i just last week had an 18 year old graduated from dallas can academy that morning was the brother-in-law of one of our plumbers came in that day to, to get to secure a job he, he saw something you know yeah. an opportunity that doesn't happen very often Right. I do see a lot of guys that are, you know, in that 20, early 20s uh, coming into the trade. And they, they can't get into the trade because they can't take the pay cut to start from fresh. Uh, they, they, Amazon sucked them up. All these warehouse jobs. COVID. Yeah. You know, is, 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 you know, and anybody that owns a business has competed with COVID prices. Just getting people yeah. out of the house to go work, right? Yeah. So what do they do? They raise the prices up and then, you know, a trade that needs to stay steady, you know, you have to be competitive, you, you know, the, uh, the the labor cost has to be you yeah. know, somewhat controlled. You can't see a 20% jump in the middle of the year yeah. on jobs you bid six months ago. I mean, just, <laughs> yeah. that's, not, that's not good for business, you know, or taking no. a loss. But I see these 20-year-olds that got into warehouse work, they're, they saw an opportunity of, they saw a dollar amount they didn't see a career. They just saw a dollar amount and they chased yeah. it. Then they, they get to twenty one or twenty two dollars an hour and they're they're kept out. Right. Yeah. And then it's not that challenging. It's kind of rinse repeat. They're not really learning the craft. And they, they have a friend and go, Man, you're doing plumbing and you're you're killing it. But yeah, they don't take into consideration there's a four year gap there and a guy can go from, you know, making thirty five thousand a year to seventy thousand a year yeah. in a very short time. Right. Yeah. So they're not willing to either a sacrifice whatever lifestyle they've created for themselves on that dollar amount. Right. And go back a few dollars. Yeah. Grab a skill, grab a trade, something that, you know, carries a license. Yeah. That you can really do something with. So I don't have the answer. Uh, you know, any opportunity. I was just curious because, like, it's something I, I worry about. Like, I mean, I, I, I wish think it's we, we be had a big more. I think issue. Some of the school districts, I think, are starting to see the writing on the wall. And you they're know, changing stuff. Well, that and they're seeing a lot of the a uh, lot of the money that's out there for them to start these programs because there's it's not being used. Yeah, you know. So I've I've had an opportunity. I helped a, a school district uh, um, east of the Metroplex get a uh, program started. Amanda um, said you've been hanging out with Sean too much. <laughs> I don't know what that means, I but either. I feel like that's really good to know. <laughs> Well, that's my Amanda, brother. please explain. I'm, I'm, I'm watching now. I, I switched over to YouTube so I can see more of these comments. <laughs> well, I, you know, when I helped uh, them get it started and, uh, you know, just started talking to people in the industry, manufacturers, reps, and everybody was just, whatever, whatever they need, let us know. Because yeah. it's, it's going to affect everybody. Yeah. Not just, I mean, not just the plumbing owner of the company. Trim carpenters, drywall guys, high-end But just painters, think up and down the whole supply yeah. chain. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's going to affect everybody from yeah, manufacturing absolutely. all the way down to when you put it in in the field. Yeah. And uh, so they were all willing to help. But then here's where the big problem came. Who's going to teach the class? Nobody wants to come out of the field making the kind of money they're making to go into a classroom. So, yeah. I mean, I don't I don't know how you fix that. Uh, honestly, I was for seemed like for two years worth of 
doing classes and, and saying, hey, if anybody's near that retirement age or wants to, you know, go in and teach what you know to these kids. Yeah, I want to get back in the field. <laughs> Can you uh, step up? Any one of you? Raise your hand. Yeah, so it, I don't know, man. It, it, definitely see it as a problem. She said you love your comfortable clothing. <laughs> That's got to be my sister-in-law, Amanda. Because I'm married in Amanda, and my sister-in-law's Amanda. It says Amanda Powers. Well, think about it. They're both Amanda Powers. <laughs> I mean, like, does she have a dog picture, a boxer's that's, profile? That's sister. All right, yeah. sister. All right. You don't think that's confusing in the family? It was just me and my brother, and we both married Amanda Powers. So we have, she's Uno, and then mine's Dose. So that's that's Uno and Dose, yeah. I like that. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Well, I, I like the fact she picked up that I am wearing my comfy clothes. As I was telling you about my comfy jeans and my comfy when shirt. I When I met Keith, y'all, Keith was like a cross-dressing, uh, I mean CrossFit, I'm <laughs> oh sorry. My. I'm sorry, CrossFit. Hey, hang on, let me move CrossFit, we'll call it CrossFit. No, that's what I tell John all the time. It pisses him off so bad. I'm like, oh, you're going to your cross-dressing class? He's like, shut up. I'm like, you could come to one of my, do the, you know, whatever. The you know, wad. Like, the I'm, wad. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, no, I'm not doing any of that. I'm out on all of that. Dude, that was, I would literally. And I was like, you're too old to be crossfitting, first still of doing all. It, I'm sure. Dude, yes. Like, but how does he look? He, man, he looks good. I he's mean, still, he's still in shape. Yeah, and he's. And he had, a, he had to have bypass. Yeah. What? Yeah, yeah, man. He got some stints put in. Like Wow. Yeah. But he's 50 what? Mid-50s? Not mid-50s, is he? He's 53. He's like, he's either 53 or 54. He's like, he's 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 53. He's 10 years exactly older than me. Well, I mean, that's pretty easy math, Garrett. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's like a little bit. Like, it's close. He's 10 or 11. I can't remember. So, yeah, back to the cross-dressing. God, you butchered that, man. <laughs> or did you? <laughs> did I? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I was working out like, like crazy and, and uh, you know, just got to the point where I was tired of running, uh, losing my breath just to tie my shoes. You know, I'm like, I got to do something. And I, I got into, at first, I got in just accidentally. Some guys were doing this workout at an MMA Keith gym. Salas said, Keith going to be late tomorrow with the whiskeys. <laughs> Yes, I'm going to try and make him late, Keith. <laughs> I'm not going to be late. <laughs> or Chris. <laughs> I'm not going to be late. No, um, yeah, I just got into work. You know, just somehow just kind of got into it, and all of a sudden I started seeing some results, and I just chased that. Yeah, man. You know, just it's chased it. It's addicting to get into it. When I it was quite a bit yeah, different you, than you this. You were crossfitting king. <laughs> I was the one getting gas, carrying all the hunting gear and stuff, and you guys are all just like. <laughs> oh, my gosh, man. Yeah, well, you know, uh, you made a comment on last week's, uh, I believe it was your last week's podcast, you were saying uh, you can't outwork a shitty diet. That's true. And had I just, if I tuned in and really worked on that, I mean, I was in shape, but, you know, I was just, you know, just on that edge, you know, and I really could have, you know, toned down, you know, got rid of some more body fat. Yeah. But, but I mean, I had, I could go, man. I had a little engine, man. I, and so I would, I would sign up for any little you know, a little marathon deal I could do, or yeah. you know, somebody introduced well, me you've to had off-road marathons. And I was like, what's that? You yeah. Know? And you've had a shit ton of stuff going on in your life in the last 10 years. Last 10 years. Yes. Uh, I mean, sure. like I do want to get into that a little bit later. Cause I think it's important to bring acknowledgement to it. And, you know, you and I've had lots of conversations about it. Like 
I, I don't know many that have been through as much as you and your family have been through that keeps this kind of positive attitude and this joy for life and just yeah. is you, man. Like, yeah, we can get into that. It's you, you've, you've been through it, man. I mean, you've got, you, you've got two kids that had cystic fibrosis, mm-hmm. which that's just brutal. I mean, like I, I, yeah. I shared with you that like I grew up with my dad's boss, his boss that we like, you know, he worked for the government. So we, we all moved around every three years together. Like it was a little Changing family. Identities you know, like, or- yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. All the time. <laughs> Don't ask me questions about that. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to ask you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, she had cystic fibrosis and she was actually awarded. She was the longest living person at that time with cystic fibrosis, her and her brother. Yeah. Um, Joanna. And I did my sophomore big report I had to do. I did an interview with her. Oh, cool. About cystic fibrosis. I mean, she'd been given awards from presidents and stuff for mm-hmm. it and stuff like that. So, uh, Maybe talk a little bit about that. I mean, yeah. to what extent you want to of like yeah. dealing with the cystic fibrosis and stuff. Yeah. And um, well, yeah. So, I mean, you know, I had no idea what cystic fibrosis was. I mean, I, I got, you know, married super young and 20 years old, you know, I had my uh, first had my son and um, I didn't I did not know what cystic fibrosis was. But right. my, my wife at the time when we're, we're not married anymore, you know, as you know, I've remarried uh, um, to Amanda. But uh, right. Her family, uh, uh, she had a cousin, I mean, an aunt and, uh, well, I guess cousin. She had two cousins that were diagnosed with it very young. One uh, didn't live, uh, I think she was around four when she passed away. And then she had a, her other cousin who lived uh, to be about mm, 20, 21 years old. Um, so I knew her name was Angie, and I, I remember hearing stories about her. And so yeah. just, you know, here and there, it wasn't something that, you know, talked about all the time. And it was just when you're around her family. Um, but uh, mm-hmm. so she's she's pregnant, um, you know. Of course, we're excited. You know, everybody in the family's excited. It's going to be, you know, first grain kid for my side, and then you know, second for her side of the family. And uh, pregnancy's going on, and then it gets closer to time, and he's like goes past term, you know. And so we go, you know, this is ninety five. You know, we go to yeah. the, we go to the hospital and go have to go from the doctor's office to the hospital because then you know now they got all the freaking equipment right there they can tell you the sex and all kinds of information about the babies but then you know right. we had to go across the street to the hospital and and he starts scanning and looking and he's like something doesn't look right and he's like what kind of history you know any medical history and think you know starts kind of just doing basic questions and she says well i had a cousin that had cystic fibrosis and he just shuts everything off and he's like does your doctor know that and she's like i don't I don't know so he's he's like go back over there and see him and man next thing you know we're, we're gone from that to the next day we're doing an emergency c-section um and i'm just 20 i'm like what is going you know just freaked yeah. out and um you know so here comes tyler you know just has a a, a blockage in his intestine it's a meconium blockage so it's basically this large mucus plug that got stuck in his intestine and his abdomen it was all swollen and you know um came out and needed you know had emergency surgery that day uh colostomy and, and i mean he was six months old before we got him out of the hospital you know, I'm still, you know, again, 20, you know, 20 looking back now, when I see people that are 20, my stepson is 20. I'm like, can you yeah. imagine having a family? And not only that, especially, you know, somebody needs special yeah. care and all this. And, 
thankfully, you know, we have a super strong family on both sides that were there for us, you know, to yeah. help get us through there. You know, it, it was a lot for them to handle and much yeah. less us, you know. So, you know, I started learning what it was, you know, and it's, uh, you know, it's a, uh, their body doesn't produce the enzyme to break mucus down. And you think, well, you know, it's, yeah, you don't yeah. think about, you know, when you hear it, you're like, man, that doesn't sound that bad, but it, it's, it's horrible because of what it can do to yeah. your body. And, and it, it does affect the majority of them with the respiratory, but it can affect other organs, you know, it, yeah. it's a wear and tear on all the organs. And it's just like any kind of drug that you take to help in one way, it has a bad side effects. So, yeah. you know, it's just, there's just nothing good that comes from it, but there's a lot of things you can do, you know, at that time there was a lot of medication, breathing treatments, and, uh, yeah. you know, you would do uh, those on the regular different drugs and, you know, there was development, but one of the things that I, I held on to early on when, uh, when we first was born was the doctor, you know, telling me, you know, Hey, they will have a cure for this within his lifetime. I, I fully believe that. And I held on to that. I mean, to, you know, yeah. at that time it was like, Hey, that gave me something to hold on to and go, okay, we're going to have some rough roads here, but man, if, if he really feels that way, now they don't have a cure, you know. They uh, they're close, you know. They've got other great medications. Uh, yeah. Uh, one that my daughter's on. She's now twenty three, um, and she's on it, and she is just you know doing great with her health and so awesome. Yeah. Man. And so you know Tyler just you know he had it rough. You know he had it just seemed like everything he he dealt with was like times such 10. a good kid, man. It's just like every time it's like he'd make a step up. He'd get his yeah. ass kicked again. Yeah. Yeah, he definitely he definitely did. And, uh, you know, he um, he was battling and, you know, just it got to the point where he was sick enough where he, he needed organ transplant. He needed, uh, you know, he needed a lung transplant. And they, then it came that he needed, you know, kidneys, liver. And they don't do, you know, they don't do a three-organ transplant, you know. Yeah. And so, man, you, you want to really learn a lot about our, our, our medical uh, health care and, and that yeah. whole process. And it's really, uh, really disheartening because of the, you know, you hear people getting transplants and you just, you think it's, it's such a regular thing now. But to get to that point and then the process to go through it and how, you know, who decides who gets what. And, you know, that, that's, uh, that was a really, really tough process. And, I mean, it was just you know, really devastating as a, as a dad and, and, um, you know, knowing that, you know, you've been hanging on to this, you know, thinking they will find a cure, there will be a fix yeah. for this. And, you know, as guys, most men, we're, we're, we want to fix things, you know, we want to, mm -hmm. we, we're going to take care of it. You know, we're, you know, protector, we're all these great things. And that's just one of those things that you, there's nothing you can do, you know, yeah. you can, you can advocate, you can help, you know, uh, raise awareness and, uh, the thing about cystic fibrosis is uh, in, it doesn't affect enough people in the United States for it to be government funded for research. Um, yeah, you know, all of it's independently yes, funded. Yes, it's all independently funded. You know, you got some big name people that throw a lot of money at it, which is great. Um, but uh, yeah, we just, he, he got to the point where his health uh, was just declining and, you know, he just kind of got to the point where, um, there wasn't there wasn't much left you know and he just you know he fought you know all the way you know until it was in april 2017 yeah and um you know it, of course it's a struggle right i mean you, yeah. you, you just can't have something like that happen where you just you know okay shelf that and those emotions and you don't ever think about it and you know i realizing you know this this many years later that you know, there's, you know, there's got to be a process of mourning. There's a process of just, you know, just understanding it where you're at. And yeah. it's like, 
You know, all these little things that happen when somebody says, how many kids do you have? Do you leave them out? You know, he'd be pissed if I left him out and said, no. <laughs> yeah, he would. You know, you know, so, he'd be like, Dad, what the fuck? Yeah, I mean, so that that's tough to deal with, you yeah. know, and it's, it's hard. There's just, you know, all the... You know, you can imagine all the different anniversaries and things that are just yeah, reminders. Birthdays, uh, yeah, birthdays, the, the day passed away, you know, all those things. And, it, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to see. It's hard, you know, watch your my daughter who, you know, is super close with him. They had such a great relationship. And yeah. his mother, you know, just, you know, she's, you know, it was it just caused so much pain there. And, uh, you know, see my family, you know, go through it. And, you know, everybody, yeah. everybody deals with it differently. You know, it's just been... You know, times where they're like, well, do you want to celebrate this? And I'm like, you know, I'm kind of handling it my own way, you know. And, yeah. And, uh, you know, and then my love, you know, family and my Amanda has just been freaking awesome. You know, she she really helps me through that. And she knows when I'm yeah. struggling and, you know, she just, yeah. you know, is there. Amanda's but, awesome, man. Yeah I, I, yeah. I I love Amanda to death. So she's yeah. awesome. So and she, then, like, not, 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 not to go more sour. Yeah. But holy shit. Like you deal with all that shit, yeah, and then you meet Amanda, and yeah. you guys start going through everything, and yeah. you finally find the person that like really speaks to you, compatible to put up with you. Like she deserves a goddamn like Heisman Trophy for that. I don't or know something. about that. <laughs> I don't know about yeah. that. But no. uh, I, I mean, I'm kidding. But no, I know you. You know, and then you guys have all this stuff that starts happening with Colton. Yeah, so and I mean, holy shit, man! Like it's like, yeah. How you and I just—I mean—I want to stop for a second before we tell this story. But, dude, like, I'm really proud of you, man. Like, and you're one of my brothers, and like, the way you deal with things has inspired me because, like, I don't know if I could deal with all that. Like, yeah, and the way you have dealt with it, like. Man, it's very admirable, man. I, I know you have your moments, your time, and I mm-hmm. I reach out to you periodically, and I mean, definitely on certain days. Yeah. I mean, like, that's stuff I pay attention to, and it's like, yeah. you know, like, you know, like, I'm here. Sure. You want to talk, you, yeah. whatever, you need your buddy, I'm here. But, like, as much as we give each other shit, man, like, it's very admirable, and, like, what you and Amanda have done and how you guys handle things. Yeah. Much I appreciate respect, it. brother. I appreciate it. You know, like I said, uh, you know, it's not it's not always uh, uh, this nice. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. there's there's a lot of bad that goes with it, and there's you know, there's just there's moments where you know I'm at my low. You know, there's you know I'm not not somebody that I want you know to put out there on display. And you know, and and uh, so you know, I just <clears throat> I don't know where you get it from. You know, but I um, you know I credit my my parents a lot. You yeah, know, to, absolutely. You know, I think it just speaks to how you're raised, and um, you know, not to say that you know it was a you know they they were you know raised with an iron fist, you know, but they were loving, you know, for sure. Yeah. And, and uh, but you know, for me, it was just like okay, well, if I could do something, you know, here would would he would Tyler want me to sit around crying about it? I mean, he laughed at me when I gave a speech at my brother's wedding because I started to talk about my relationship with my brother. When Tyler was born, that was that was the moment that he and I kind of put the boxing gloves to the side and became best friends. You know, yeah. and literally, you know, uh, my best friend. You know, he uh, he and I uh, share a lot of moments together. And and so when I was at my brother got married much later, Tyler was about oh probably about ten at the time. Yeah, and uh, <clears throat> I'm sure they'll jump on here and correct me, but he uh, 
We were at the. Uh, I hope so. And if you want to tell some good <laughs> key stories, <laughs> just put them in the feed here. I'll uh, I'll make sure, sure to, to acknowledge those. You'll put them out there. But yeah, you know, so we were at. Uh, I believe we were at the uh, the the dinner before the the night before the wedding yeah. or rehearsal dinner. Rehearsal I was trying to find what it's called. And so you know, I tried to. I was just trying to show my appreciation to the relationship that we had, but I was too emotional about it because you know it brought back a lot of emotions. Like that first yeah. six months. Uh, with, when Tyler was born, like I said, it was tough. And, and um, yeah, you're you know, 20 years old, your kid's in the hospital. Yeah, you're scared. You, I mean, that's that's what people react out of, fear and love, right? Yeah. So I was scared. And so, you know, he, he was one that just uh, was kind of had that, uh, you know, was able to talk to me, you know, calm me down. I don't know how because we tried to kill me growing up. I can tell you, <laughs> we could have a whole podcast about it. how many different ways he tried killing me. <laughs> Sounds like me and my younger brother. <laughs> so, yeah, you're an older brother. You yeah, know? I'm so, an older brother. I, I totally understand but, this. But I'm so I'm sitting there giving this speech. And I start crying, and Tyler's laughing at me. <laughs> like, he never had that emotion. Like he was just like, "What are you doing?" Yeah. And he didn't understand, but that's the kind of kid he was, you know. Yeah. And uh, you know, we, we tell stories about him all the time, and you know, and always just kind of laugh about different moments and things yeah. that have you know had happened with him and times. And you know, I tell you what, who inspired me was him. You know, really. I yeah. mean, he he was. At, at, you know, five and six and eight years old. I mean, he was like a grown man. I mean, he literally, teachers would, you know, he, he didn't he didn't connect with little kids, you know. He just had grown up His so fast. His mentality was way past that. And, you know, it's like, I don't know what the, what the, what that secret sauce was of why he was just in, you know, people say, oh, he's an old soul. No, he was. I mean, yeah. like, he was a comedian. Well, life His was, timing was life, like perfect, you know. It's just all these things. And it was like. Well, life happened to him faster. He so did. it he he had to adapt and grow at a rate and he had the realization of life and death on a daily basis. And that's something I never and you that's know, could something understand. he had to contemplate and he probably came to that better than either of us even oh, still yeah. to this day yeah. are at that like that's something he had to come to terms yeah. with like very early on. Yeah. I mean he's taking a handful of pills every day just to have a nice balance where you can you know, that that, that cystic fibrosis it, it slows the growth and growing process down because you absorb all your nutrients through your intestine and when you yeah. lose fifty percent of that when you're born and you know, you Pound that, you know, put that on top of compound that with with uh, cystic fibrosis. You know, he was struggle gaining weight, and then they would put him on a growth hormone, and then he, you know, he started having problems with his bones growing faster in his rest of his body, and he developed just this horrible scoliosis, and it's like, wow, just one thing after another. Yeah, it's like kid can't win. Yeah, no, right. I mean, he literally yeah. couldn't. And uh, but I mean, anybody that he came in contact with, um, and again, mostly adults, would yeah. just be like. He is something special. Like, he really is. And, yeah. and he, he didn't think about, you know, he's your kid. Um, but he was raising me the whole time. That's the way I see it now, looking yeah. back. I mean, he literally was raising me. Uh, he would keep us grounded. I mean, he's like, guys, it's it's 8 o'clock. We should be home, going to bed. You know, the yeah. old man going to bed at 8, getting up at 5. You know, we're like, you know, before he could lift a gallon of milk, we're like, okay, we put you a cup of milk here, cereal's <laughs> down low, go ahead. And he just entered, you know, watching the news. You know, he watched cartoons. But, I mean, he was a grown man. And, yeah. and any, Watching any of my, 60 Minutes, yeah, giving you the update. My family will tell you. Every one of them will tell you the same thing. But, um, yeah, I feel like looking back, like he raised me, you know. And, and, yeah. and uh, you know, he would just – there's just a few things, uh, uh, more than a few, but uh, that stick out to me that 
uh, just moments that we had, but, you know, things that he would tell me, like, I remember one time, you know, he's probably, you know, still in elementary school age, and he's like, man, I wish I was more like you, and I didn't have to take all these pills, and I didn't have to, I said, man, I said, what I do is easy. I said, what you do is is the day fight, you know, to go through yeah. what you're going through. You know, it's like absolutely like breathing through a straw. That's how they're that's that's how much of a struggle it is for them just to breathe, you know. So it's like seeing all those things and what they can do and you know, and, and yeah. it's just, it was amazing, you know. So, you know, yeah, I mean that's I think the pain of, of losing him and, and not having him to, you know, to love on and hug or to see and watch him grow up and you know, see what he's developed into, he just made this this huge impact um you know on so many people you know obviously me you know for for living 21 years and people would say man i just can't understand that and i I just always kind of just hold on to certain things um you know i'll just share a few one is that by spending so much time in the hospital you you see so many other families and so many other things that so how many of them didn't get 21 years you know so we always take things for granted, like, I'll see you tomorrow. Like, no, you don't know that. Um, you yeah. know what I mean? So, you know, to, I feel blessed to have that. And I'd really try to find peace in that, you know, yeah. the fact that we do have 21 years of stories and to share. And, Absolutely. But, you know, I, like I said, I still, you know, still have the days uh, where my office is. I go by the church. Or you, you remember where we planted yeah. the tree, which... By the way, that tree was as crooked as he was, and that thing is as straight as an arrow. And, it's and just, see, that's something I would never say. Like you, you hear, you hear Keith is uh, that crooked ass fucking tree. Yeah, but you and know, it was like when I saw the post, I was like, wow. Yeah, like, but that my my parents still go to that church, that, and my, that my tree now is it's like, like it's, it's awesome. Like I go by it every day, and and uh, you know, yeah, just it's sometimes there's. There's, there's, you know, you know how a certain song will come on and it'll bring up so many emotions. And there's been times I'm gonna lie, I've stopped in the parking lot and just had my own little moment. Yeah, and sit there and like, man. okay, uh, you're, you're owed that. Let's, let's just, let's go ahead and go on, you know. But then there's times where you know, you maybe have a little too much of this and something gets said, and the next thing you know, you just let it out. And and um, you know, Amanda knows. Got to do and, that. Huh? That's good. That's healthy, man. You yeah, gotta do that. I think so. You know, like I said, everybody's going to deal with it differently. Um, you know, and that's just right now. That's where I'm at with dealing with it. Um, and so, yeah. So, any you know anybody that's dealing with that, hey, you know, come on, uh, hats off to you. You know, it's a, it's a struggle. You know, we've had some families that people that we know that you know have dealt with it. Uh, uh, Riley, just a couple years ago, uh, she got into her career as uh, cosmetology, got her license, and she's doing really well with that. But uh, she was nominated for Dallas's Finest, which was a uh, cystic fibrosis that Dallas North uh, Texas yeah. chapter put on. She was nominated, and, and she uh, she raised uh, money for that, was finished fourth uh, against some you know heavy professionals in it. But it was all young adults dealing yeah. with cystic fibrosis, but you know, in their career and how they're doing. So that was really awesome. So, I mean, she's, she's doing great doing on, you know, she just oh, recently yeah, went man. out on her I'm own to, to hear that. do that. So that's, that's pretty exciting, but yeah, shit. So, yeah, if you, and he's horrible at social media. So <laughs> I usually piggyback off Amanda. So you guys, if you follow my page, you know, you've seen some of the stuff, like you've seen the Colton t-shirts, you've seen some of that stuff. I, I, I mean, whenever I actually see it, I post it, I put it out there because anybody can like support that. Like I'm all for that. Yeah. Like, you know, it, it's some passion to me that this is something that affects a lot of families. You know, like he said, 
cystic fibrosis does not hit a high enough majority of people, especially in the U.S. It's more European from what I, I don't know. know. If I remember I correctly from, from doing my research when I interviewed Joanne, uh, I think it's, it's more predominantly like a Northern European thing where it affects more people. But like here in the U.S., like the percentage is small, but it doesn't make it any less devastating. It doesn't make it any less easier to deal with or anything like that. Like they need to have more research. They need to have more funding and money for this to, you know, help these kids and people. I mean, there's young adults, there's adults that are living with this and dealing with this. And it's, it's really brutal. You know, I, I was blessed to watch Joanne go through that in life. And like, man, there, there's not a woman outside of like my mother and my immediate family that I admired more for watching her go through that. Mm -hmm. And like, she was a big wig. I mean, like at the FDIC, like she ran shit and like, what she would do just to be able to work and stuff like, and I mean, I saw it firsthand. I mean, we moved together mm. as a family yeah. every three years to different States as they all continue to climb the corporate ladder. Oh, and like just a daily prep to get ready. I mean, you're getting up two, three hours ahead of time because everybody the treatments and everything that yeah. you need to do just to breathing treatments and, and medicine and yeah, yeah, just all of that. But you know, I want to give Colton some love too because that little dude has been through a lot and he is yeah. battling his ass yeah. off. And like Colton kind of, I, I mean, Colton, I, I mean, you kind of inspire me. I mean, I, I've got the t-shirt. Yeah. It's one of my favorite t-shirts to wear. I wear it to the yeah. gym a lot, but like maybe share a little bit about yeah. what Colton's going through so, and maybe we can like raise some more awareness and like uh, support for Colton. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll tell you that as far as, uh, you know, going through that with, um, you know, not long after losing Tyler was just like, man, yeah, like not even a year. You know, I was, was like, like, really have to, you know, <laughs> thank God just for like really being able to give us the strength to, to, to get through that. And so I will give, I'm going to give like all, all the credit to Amanda and, and, uh, Colton's dad, um, and, and, and Colton, you know, for what they've gone through. And, and I've, you know, just kind of finding my way to figure out how to support or be there for them. Uh, but you try the hoochie coochie too. Okay. While you're at it. So, so Colton is, uh, uh, my steps, my youngest stepson. So, um, you know, we're the we're a fun blended family and, um, so Colton, uh, at 15, uh, was diagnosed with osteosarcoma, which in his, uh, left knee. Um, and so it was just how that all came out was just kind of crazy in itself, but he had, uh, twisted his knee, uh, coming home. Yeah. Well, he had, <laughs> that's a, that's a long story, but yeah, we had moved and, and he was, uh, they were in a different district when where we'd moved from was dual He's district. coordinated like you. And so he, he comes, uh, <laughs> he, he comes, uh, he walks home and he stepped up funny on a sidewalk and he thought he thought he twisted his knee or did something. Yeah. And, uh, so that went on for a few weeks and, uh, his dad, Casey says, uh, Hey, I'm going to take him to go get this looked at and see what's going on. And, uh, and they just, they got blessed with, uh, you know, they went to uh, one of the little clinics, you know, there, uh, like a med care or I, I'm, yeah. I don't remember the names of them, but, uh, Primacare, whatever. Yeah. One of those click, quick box. Clinic. And so they go there to get an x-ray and they just happen to get super lucky with the lady that 
I looked at the x-ray. She had uh, experience and uh, was familiar with what, what that would look like. And she basically said, if that was my child, I'd have them at Children's tonight. And uh, Manny and I are out celebrating an uh, anniversary party in downtown. We're doing a little staycation and get a call. That's all Amanda needed to hear. Yeah, get a call. And she at 3 or 4 in the morning, she's like, hey, hey, get me an Uber. I'm going to the hospital right now. And I'm, I'm thinking, I, I was like, I felt like, man, we're rushing like a super over complicating this. Real. No, man, I was so wrong. And, you know, of course, felt horrible. But, yeah, it was, man, that day we're like, Go, I'd go take our friends, and we all rode together. I'd go back up to the hospital, go up to Children's, and they're, they're, they got a full-on game plan. They're like, no, we're starting, you know, putting a port in on this day, and we're starting chemo on Tuesday. And I'm like, this Tuesday? I'm like, are we that sure already? And they're, that's, yeah, I mean, it just went that fast. And next thing you know, you know, they. And this kid is 14, 15. At, 15 yeah, 15, 15 at the time. 15, and, uh, man, and just, man, it just went from there, and, you know, went through a chemo process, you know, of course, they go off to Houston to get, you know, get input from those guys down there, and, you know, pediatric oncology. Yeah, and if you guys see on my page, like, there's Caring Bridge is right. Am yeah, I Amanda right? posts on the Caring Bridge. Mar- Amanda posts on the Caring Bridge. I've shared the link before my page. You might have to scroll a little bit. I'll try to get back on Amanda's page here in the next day or two, and I'll, I'll repost those links, but... Any of you that are interested in helping or supporting or, you know, just words of encouragement or whatever you want to give, you know, I'll, I'll post those links where you can follow Colton's journey. Yeah, yeah I appreciate that. And i tell you what, um, Amanda, um, you know, she's a – her, her uh, major in English, and she's she's in the school district. She's yeah. a, a reading intervention specialist now. And Kill uh, that bottle. All right. Let's go bottle kill. Hoochie Coochie is gone. He's not going to be late. He's just not going to show the hell up tomorrow. <laughs> hey, he's going to stop and get kolaches and I'll shit. No, I'm not either. I'll be there, though. There you go, Blake. <laughs> yeah, so Amanda, with her writing skills, I mean, I just, every time she posts, I mean, it was kind of one of those things where, like, you're sad to get an update because there's more happening, you know, it's it's as you're going through this process. But, man, her writing is just, it just, and I'm terrible. Like, somebody It's me, like reading chapters. And I'm awesome. not, I'm not, not, it's awesome. I am not knocking her. I'm totally full supportive of this. But, like, yeah, when you get to an Amanda post, you better sit down and be ready. But like, they're just, don't read just that shit on your phone. In. Like, you need, to, you need to sit down and, like, read it because she's going to give you the full story. Like, if somebody handed me a book and go, read this book, and you will yeah. you will learn how to make a million dollars in 90 days. I couldn't finish it with, like, it'd take me 10 days to get through, like, three pages because I'm falling asleep, you know. And uh, But her post, I mean, just, like, I would try to always remember to tell. I was like, babe, that was, like, that was amazing. Like, uh-huh. and, it, and, you know, one thing it did for me was, like, um, like put me in her perspective, like see it in her eyes, how she's dealing with it, you know. And not that I always it had did to be it. a huge help too, though. Like, cause but I didn't always, you know, I didn't do the greatest, you know. It was, it was a struggle. It was hard for me, you know. Not to, I'm not making this about me, but it was hard for me to go into those settings, yeah. just because I just had some bad, you know. Such, you so just much. dealt with the death of your son, but it's just like, you know, at that time, you know. 21, 22 years of being in and out of the hospital. So it just brought up bad feelings for me. But she's like, this yeah. isn't about you. You know, you need to show your support, be here for me and be here for, you know. Yeah. So that was, you know, I would say, you know, anybody that's listening or anybody that's going through that, 
um, that's that was you know that's that's, that's real that's real that and it still can be become I mean, for us because we we are still you know dealing with yeah. it and and so I I don't want to take the any kind of like oh man any attaboys about dealing with that it was all you know it's like I said is a, is a tough and I don't even know that I'm doing a great job of explaining that but it's just no I think you're doing a really great job man like I think the moral of what you're saying is you. You aren't necessarily done grieving and dealing with what you were dealing with. You now are with your wife and, you know, the person you love and another one of your children that you've, you know, you adopted as one of your own. And now you're having to watch another child go through something very, very similar. So it brings up all those fears, all those insecurities, and you're having to relive parts of that. Mm. And even though it's a little different scenario, right. so you're having to take that in and process it. And you're like, yeah, man, I mean, I'm sure you nor anybody else would have handled that perfectly all the time. But, you mm. know, at the end of the day, you were still there. And, you know, luckily you have an amazing wife like Amanda that was able to, like, have mm-hmm. conversations and not be resentful for that. But, like, also be able to be like, hey, I, I need you right now. Yeah. I, I, I need to talk. I need another way of bringing this out. Like... You know, lucky for her, probably writing. Like I know with my wife, like I, I'm not, I'm not gonna like dive into anything here. But like, even with my wife, like when you know early on when we were in our relationship, I'm one of those people that like, not that I'm comparing this by any means, right, but right. like when when we would have a fight, you know, like I was always that let's not go to bed mad. Like, I want to solve it right then and there. That's amazing. My <laughs> wife is not like that. Yeah. Sarah is like, whoa, slow your shit. That was a major thing. I need to process this. We'll talk tomorrow. Yeah. And at first, man, like, I was like, no, no, we're going to... We're going to solve this right now. Yeah. We're, we're not letting this fester. We're not letting this grow. <laughs> I wish I could say I've got that under Bad control. Move. Bad move. No, and I don't always. Yeah. Like, I have to remind myself sometimes and still do that. But, like, I had to give her her space to process. Mm. My wife, she'll sit and write all this stuff down. And, like, she takes, like, notes like a lawyer. I mean, like, and she'll be there and then, like, after she's processed, then we'll have a conversation. Then we get yeah. to go past it. But, yeah. you know, now this is a 48, 72 hour process. <laughs> whereas, like, I'm like, I want to get through this now. So I'm sure it's much the same in a very similar manner of like, hey, I need to process this. I need your support. I don't exactly know what it is I need or yeah. what now. And I'm sure there's times you kind of probably maybe, I'm assuming, assume you need to give this. And she's like, Whoa, I'm not there yet. Yeah. Like I need a little more time to just kind of like, but I, I do need you here. I do need the, yeah. like just be here. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would say, you know, the, you know, cause we're not through it, you know, uh, you know, he's, he's now 20. Um, he's, uh, you know, we've had, we were on a, a good stretch, you know, good, clear scans and he was doing well. Uh, he, he went off to college, uh, which was, Great because he went from, you know, finishing school in uh, in the hospital to going, you know, fin- you know, mid junior year clear to go back to school, and that's right at the peak of COVID. And he's like, nobody's taking this serious. I, you know, I'm, you know, not, 
healthy enough to be around this without everybody else participating. And, mm-hmm. and, and so, you know, between uh, Amanda and his dad, Casey, you know, they're like, okay, well, you know, he, he finished, he finished online, you know, just staying remote. And yeah. uh, so I was, you know, I was like, man, how's he going to, you know, jump out and go to college. But he, he did, he went off to uh, Tarleton and uh, did his freshman year and everything was rocking and rolling. And, uh, you know, April of uh, that year, uh, he, uh, you know, kind of took a turn and, you know, they had found some stuff. And then, so he kind of had to go back through that process. And then it uh, went from April to then, you know, he did a, they did a uh, lung resection and then, uh, and then uh, that was like uh, August. And then, I mean, April, then and by August, uh, you know, it was came back, and you know, we had to they had to really get aggressive again, and just kind of start the process over. And he's been through a lot. And how's uh, he doing now? So right now, you know, he's uh, he's uh, doing pretty well. I mean, and uh, he's he's finished up his chemo, I believe, in February, and so he's uh, he's working a, a part time at uh, my sister in law's uh, old CPA firm. He's just kind of interning there just uh getting out to get some you know get yeah. out there and do some you know get it uh you know have some money and walking money in his pocket yeah. and uh and they'll uh, figuring out what he wants to do you know he's cool want to get something in the medical field where we i was just talking to man about this uh the other night and i'm like what's the plan you know like you know and and so you know there's just you know it's still at that point where we're still scared you know don't know what yeah, to expect absolutely. And, you know don't know which direction it's going to go and and uh, so you know, well, we're all praying for Colton, and we hope that that keeps being positive news, yeah, man. No, I appreciate that. And real quick, I gotta tell you, Anthony wants to tell you he's proud of you, man. <laughs> that's my little nephew. That yeah, that is uh, that's uh, that's a great. Those two kids, uh, you know how they, uh, my brother and, and uh, sister-in-law. I just call her sister because. Uh, that's uh that's Amanda how, number one. Amanda Uno, yeah. So Uno. They uh adopted Anthony and Christiana uh was, I say we're sitting on twelve years ago. Uh maybe he'll jump on and correct it, but man, the greatest thing about him is how much he's just like me. So when my brother thought he was gonna get away from having to live with somebody that he just <laughs> despised and couldn't stand, he got him right back again and I love it so he, uh, that's awesome he just started driving so you and anthony are like six and seven. Oh man man we we're uh we're, i feel we're together. sorry for your <laughs> brother and your sister and it's in-law. not just a few people that recognize it it's like everybody that meets him like oh my gosh that's keith yeah. <laughs> well the one yeah. thing you can tell though just just sitting here and listening or whatever it's everything around you has gone so well and, and it's positivity because it radiates from you yeah, and you know, I'm it's, telling it's, you, man. They, they, they're just you have an aura of positivity that's just off the chain. So nothing but you know, and I believe in. I mean, uh, what's that thing they call when you say affirmations and all that? You, yeah, you, the energy you put out is the energy you receive. Yeah, absolutely, know? man. And you, you that's one of the reasons it. I really wanted Keith on here, man. Like, I mean, we just, I mean, the last 45 minutes, we've talked about the most horrific things any parent could ever go through. Like, and this dude just keeps getting it. Like, and yet, look, maybe on I the mean, way home, I'll break like, down. He's holding it. He's holding it together, man. Like, and he's, he's one of my really good friends, man. And like, he, I don't know how he does it. Like, well, you know, you like, get, if I think limits. I'm having a shitty day, I'm like, fuck. My day ain't as bad as Keith's. Like, you <laughs> know, I appreciate I mean? like, that. <laughs> I mean, like, and I don't no. mean that shitty, but like, I mean, in reality, like, it's some of those things you got to think about. Like, when you think your day's bad, it's not as bad possibly as the person next to you. And yet, 
he probably walks around and the majority of people that come in contact to him have no idea that he's dealing with all this. Because like I said, he's not a social media person. He doesn't put a lot of stuff out there. I had to tell John that you actually had an Instagram page. I have 29 followers just John, by the way. John was like, wait, Keith's on Milestone. social media? And I'm like, no, yeah, he's on here. Like, I was like, he don't post a lot, but like he's on here. I was like, that's actually how this conversation started. I, I gave him shit and started busting his balls because he was at the Byron Nelson. I was like, oh. Big time, and now, Mister Ultra Club, like you know, how uh, I, I'm sitting there, and, and and you know, I'm Papa, I don't have glasses. I'm I'm trying to find my glasses. And I'm like, what's what's Garrett got to say? And I'm like, you sorry, dog? I said, yeah, I'm I'm uh, inviting you out here, just like you're inviting me on that podcast. And he's like, you yeah. want to get on there? Yeah, like, let's, let's go, go, baby, let's go, let's go, internet gold. <laughs> now, Anthony, uh, that, that's funny. He got on there and posted, but yeah, we we were actually uh, hanging out this weekend, and my niece, Chris. Cristiano, we uh, we we all uh, the three of us, you know, we have a good time together. Um, but yeah, they man. were they came out, and hung out at the house this week, and they they think I live in the country. I want to see the new house, like you were know, you, out, out. I haven't seen the new house because you. I went to the old one where you did the man cave yeah. in the garage. Yeah, but then I remember like right after that, yeah, y'all found this other house like yeah. down the road a little bit that yeah. you like fell in love with, and you're like, I'm buying this house. Yeah, and I'm like, dude. You just bought that like yeah. eight months ago. Like, yeah, what are you we talking were, about? Yeah, we were there you about two and a half built years. That house. Yeah, we were there a little over two years, and uh, and we were out riding a motorcycle Father's Day weekend of uh, I think <gasps> that was two, excuse me, uh, two thousand twenty. Yeah, it was two two thousand twenty, and uh, we we're out. Man and I are out riding with some friends, and we we're out that way. And I, I just, I'm like, hey, she's like, what? And I was like. We need to come look at these houses. And she's like, what? So yeah. Sunday after Father's Day, we go riding around in the truck, and we go out looking, and, and we're like, let's look at this neighborhood. We're like, oh, that's out of our price range. Let's look at this neighborhood. Oh, that's not in our price range. Well, hey, let's call our realtor. Uh, and she yeah. comes in Monday, That literally that Monday. I'll shorten the story. But our house was sold that week, and we signed a contract on that new one yeah. that same week. And Amanda's like midweeks having this breakdown. We're laying in bed, and I'm like, you okay? She's like, no, 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 we just sold our house. I'm like, I love this house. And I was like, we're not, this house doesn't make us. We're the house. We're, you're yeah. going to be us where we live. And, yeah. and, uh, and so, yeah, we, yeah, we need to have y'all out there and check it out. And, uh, yeah. well, since I know Sarah's not listening right now, you got to help me. you like, get Sarah, like, in on the motorcycle thing like maybe i can just rent one for a weekend or something you know something. what that's, like, that's that's exactly what my brother was doing just till recently so um, she's, she's, she's so out on the motorcycle that happen no well, i mean i've gotten lucky like not having a motorcycle license all the years that i rode bikes i felt like i was kind of pushing the luck there like yeah if i was actually gonna do it again i'd I actually need to go get my you license you know what started the motorcycle my we grew up riding motorcycles like dirt bikes my 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 dad didn't do sports. My dad did water. Christiana happily pushed that stroller. All right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Tell my them about gr- the stroller. Oh, we got to know about the stroller. Uh, let me tell about motorcycles. That's way cooler. <laughs> uh, but he, he was water skiing, uh, you know, and, and motorcycle riding. It's like that's that was his way to community. He grew up that way with his dad. So we didn't, you know, playing sports, we played them, you know, but it wasn't like 
you know, hey, you got to, you know, play football. No, he's like, yeah. I had to, you know, middle school, like, I want to play football. And they're like, we don't know anything about it. But so we, we grew up riding dirt bikes, and he always, you know, kept us on them, and which was, you know, was great. And we learned. So you from got that. a big boy, Harley? Like a, yeah. Like a, yeah. So okay. I, uh, right you now. Got a fat boy. Yeah. No, I, I got a road glide. I got a road glide. I about to say road glide. Yeah. yeah I got a, a 19 road glide special. See, I, my brothers all ride those, but they all started me. I learned how to ride a motorcycle oh, when I was like 30. Yeah. But I started on sport bikes. Okay. So that's all I know how to ride. And then when I go try to sit on their big boys with the bags and all that, like, this shit is too big. Mm-hmm. Like, it's huge. He's like, no, it's easier to ride than a sport bike. I'm like, nah, I don't see that. I, I never got into sport bikes. I tried in uh, in All uh, I know is crotch rockets. Yeah, I, I tried it. to get one of those, and, and uh, my dad's like, uh, no, you're not getting one of those. I, I think it was right at the time when I was moving out. And I really wanted one so bad. And then it, I just couldn't afford it once I moved out of my own. So it just never happened. Man, I, can't, I can't afford a Harley. The Harleys are like, I can get a oh. nice crowd rocket for like six, seven grand. A Harley is as much as a car. Like big dog over here. Man. Yeah, they uh, they got out of control on pricing. And, uh, you know, so get renting. That's how, I, you know, so what I was going to say is. I mean, I know you used to do that because I remember like. It never failed in the last, like, five years. I can count. I mean, I have to take my shoes off. Don't do that. But do that. every time I would call you and be like, hey, you want to, you're like, man, me and my dad and my brother just rented bikes. Yeah. We're going through, like, East Texas or South Texas. We're going on a ride. And I was like, all right, man, like, I'll let that fly. <laughs> like, you're not like... Hanging out with Doctor Evil, going bird hunting, and didn't invite me. Like, no, no, no. Uh, I'll give you. But that you one. know what happened? My dad, um, when they uh, they moved to Murphy in like '96, '97, from the from Garland, you know, where I grew up, and and so they are moving and had a garage sale. And somebody said, "Hey, is your motorcycle for sale?" And at the time, I think he had like an '81 uh, Yamaha 650 Special. Yeah. And I mean, everybody knew my dad. He's never been without a motorcycle. Always yeah. had a motorcycle and. You know, they're moving, and the next thing you know, they're like, yeah, your dad sold his motorcycle. And he's like, yeah, I'm not getting another one talking about Harley. I'm like, what? Like, I've never not known him to have a motorcycle. And he didn't, he, he went without one for till, oh, man, he, somebody can post one of the family members. But he retired, uh, when he retired from Texas Instruments, he, like, retired on a Friday and bought a Harley on that Saturday. Oh my gosh! What did somebody ride? <laughs> Toy Story. I'll so, so he he retires and, and literally buys buys a, a Heritage Classic that that same like the next day he retired, and then that was what he did. He, my mom was still working. She'd go off to work. She'd leave him a little honeydew list. He'd knock that out and he'd get on the bike and he would just go riding. Yeah. And my brother and I were getting these most random texts from him. He's like, "Look at this duck! I just stopped in this park and like." You're literally, I was like, what is going on? But yeah. he packs a little bag. He has like has a little lunch, peanut butter crackers and Gatorade. That's his thing, you know? And, and he's just off and going. And, and uh, my brother and I are sitting around that weekend when he bought that bike and, and uh, he takes off or you know, whatever. And my brother looks at me and he goes, how jealous are you right now? I go, I can't stand it, man. Yeah. So we rented, uh, we, we, we signed up then to get a class and then we, and then we started renting, you know, just you yeah. know, here and there we've been renting bikes and, uh, in uh, 2015, I think it was, I bought a street glide. I bought my first street glide. Mm-hmm. And, uh, man, it was like, wow, you know. And so dad and I would, you know, go ride. And then Sean would, Sean started renting bikes. And, yeah. and his wife, and they had an agreement. And, I, and I, I don't know all the details of it, but it was basically like, I'm not raising these kids Sean, by myself. Sean, you need to get on here and tell some stories. So when you turn 50, you can buy a Harley. Yeah. So guess what? 
he turns fifty and in, 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 uh, this he turned fifty in April this year. But uh, earlier in the year, she she decided uh, she'd get another dog, and he said that was their agreement. You get another dog, I'm getting a bike. And she said, "Go get your bike." And and uh, he's he tried to be all cool and like <laughs> slow roll going and buying it. And that was like on a Monday, and I'm like. I said, if you don't text me where we're going to pick your bike up this weekend, I said, I'm done talking to you, man. And Wednesday, he's like, what do you think about this? And I was like, my man. I was like, we're going to get that bike this weekend. And uh, sure enough, we did. So uh, for his 50th, uh, we're leaving in three weeks for, uh, he'll correct me, but I think 12 days. But we're, we're leaving Dallas on the bikes, and we're going to basically just ride all of Colorado um, yeah. parents are going up so y'all would uh, geek out meeting my great uncle man like he's rebuilt indian chiefs i don't know like anything about building them. i know about adding stuff he to them. Ride them and accessorize. accessories and riding them doing things the yeah, my brother's got the big 30 inch wheels <laughs> I mean, on the front and all uno, uno said stuff. wednesday dogs saturday bike <laughs> yeah exactly that's the way that all went right. down well hold on I'm not letting you get away from this stroller comment because I really <laughs> want to know about this. Oh, my gosh. But I have to ask you about this. I'm supposed to ask you about your right turns on motorcycles. Oh, my gosh. So that's Sean posting that. Uh, <laughs> but I will say this. Uh, during our motorcycle class, I smoked them on the uh, written part. I mean, uh, I probably didn't. So I probably beat them by two points. But it doesn't that's matter. Smoking. My, that's smoking a, a brother. A win is you know? a win. That's yeah. smoking a brother. Yeah. But we go out to do the field, uh, you know, the course riding, and, and I don't know what it was in my brain, but I could not make right turns. So the joke forever was like, hey, we got to go up here, but we're going to turn right. Are you going to be all right? You're going to be okay? And I'm like, as long as I can go wide. <laughs> as long as I can go wide. <laughs> Once you ask him about our most recent experience, we took one of those uh, cop classes, or not the rodeo style, where, they, you know, them guys ride crazy. Oh, but yeah, with the cones. and they yeah, it. We had cones, but they were wide <laughs> cones but uh, it was one of those instructors it was like you a see cone killer uh, man no he's bike, <laughs> he, he's bike dropper <laughs> oh damn <laughs> asking who kept his bike up on two wheels the whole time <laughs> you said your niece finally showed you how yo she she gets on she's his riding uh, ride or die girl man she's she's with all us. right now tell me about this stroller thing because for whatever reason i feel like the stroller story oh, is gold golly so, you know, we my, my dog, Bella, my lab that mm-hmm. you know, I've had, she's, uh, I think she'll be nine this, or eight, maybe eight. The one that goes and gets all the birds that I shot that you claim to have shot? Oh, my gosh. I think you're going to have to have me on this. You're going to need to call this part <laughs> one you know, to be continued. <laughs> yes, that dog. Um, Just making sure. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that dog. But, you know, I got hooked on this uh, French bulldog, you know, like everybody having French bulldogs, right? You got them? Yes, my okay. son. My son breeds them. Is that right? So I got Frenchies. Yes, sir. So I'm I'm trying to talk Amanda in it. She goes, I don't want to be a two dog family. We got the perfect dog. Literally the perfect dog. Doesn't bark. She's trained. She can. I should have taught her to retrieve beers instead of ducks because you know I didn't shoot too many of them. But this is true. <laughs> so I kept saying, What about this one? What about this one? And, and then when we started looking at them, we're like, They're how much? And we're like, No, I'm not yeah, doing yeah. that. They're expensive. And so everyone I would show, she's like, They're just so ugly. No, 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 no. And I just kept shoving on her. Well, our good friends, uh, Misty and Grady King, they had a couple of them. And we we're, anyways, it just really sparked it up last summer being around them. And, and so Misty started feeding it fire. And she, she was friends with somebody who was a part of a rescue group. Mm-hmm. Hey, check this one out. Check this one out. Well, the problem is with a lot of those groups, they want to come out and they're going to, you know, look at your home. But we live on an acre, but it's not fenced. 
Okay, so it's wide open. They're yeah. like, you have to have a fence. And so that kind of killed that. Well, then we, we get this uh, introduction in October to uh, adopt this two-year-old male. And we get it, it, they talked it up. And Amanda saw the picture. She's like, I don't know what it is about him. But I think, yeah, I think let's just try it out. So go get him. They're like, just keep him for a few days. Make sure he's a fit for you guys. And is it the lab or is it the Frenchie? The Frenchie. Okay. So we've the lab. I had had uh, since she's she had was, the lab for a since while. Since she was, you know, literally my best friend, uh, Chris out there. He he had uh, the litter, and so we got her from you know six weeks old or whatever. Uh, but no, the the Frenchie. So October we we welcome uh, Winston Boudreau Henderson into our home. Yeah. Nice. And yeah. he quickly becomes everybody's dog but mine. The family doesn't like me. He's scared of guys. I try to pet him. He's like, Ugh. I was like, he was whipped. He's two years old, big, biggest, biggest French bulldog I've ever seen. They get, they Just get awesome big. looking. I, I, I uh, have my picture of my dogs on my phone. I'm sure hey, it'll be super. Can happy you fit about. inside a dryer? Oh my gosh. See what I mean? You know, it's like, <laughs> this, this is definitely going to part two, but I, I won't be able to find a picture. But yeah, so he's. Sorry, he, they can't see it anyways, even if you did. So, so, so Amanda now is like, Winston's all about her. She can't go anywhere without him being right there. She can't go to the bathroom without him chasing down. Sleeps in our bed. No. Hot boxes us under the sheets, like sleeps yes, at the they, bottom. They fart and snore like human beings, oh my like gosh. you wouldn't believe. Oh, I have a. I mean, oh well, hell, even your dog Khan is no you different. You want to talk about <laughs> snoring? I, I have a dog that somebody needs to invent a sleep apnea machine for a dog. Like my dog has the worst sleep apnea you ever heard in your life, <laughs> and like. He he makes me sound like I don't have a problem. <laughs> like that dude saws logs. They I mean, it's unreal. Well, Winston, Quick shout out because this dude smokes some okay cigars, but tonight we hooked him up with the Grand Habano <laughs> Anniversary Edition. Our great our, cigar. Pretty much like almost a Luciano, show if you are listening, I highly doubt you're watching my podcast, but I'm smoking the Maria Lucia. His mama. But that foreign affair, man, they are out of foreign affairs up Already? here. They only got the shorties, but I love the shorties. I bought half of them. They'd only let me uh, buy that's half That's why they're of them. out? Because you bought them all? No. Um, he's the guy out. that bought up all the They're out of the normal COVID. sizes, but like, the they still have the shorties. Oh, okay. They still have the shorties. I got to go grab some. Those get foreign affairs trip. are the shit. I've been smoking them nonstop. Other one I hooked him up with here tonight is the Zulu. Zulu, Zulu. I love to smoke this cigar. And then the other one I'm going to finish this off with tonight is the Toro Terra Blanche. Terra Blanche. I mean, you can't go wrong. So uh, we killed the Hoochie Coochie. We're still working on some Four Roses, some Smoke Wagon. For those of you that are interested in what we're drinking, what we're smoking, well, the guys I ride with, they're they're fans of the smoke wagon. I, I smoke I wagon's get... good, man. That that's not my favorite. Like I like the uncut, unfiltered. So you brought it, hoping I would drink it. No, no, no. <laughs> I like that one. I mean, out of all the little like, so they put out like Christmas, Fourth of July. Like this just happens to be the Christmas yeah. one I brought out. But who would think Las Vegas? Well, it's all MGP sourced. For the most yeah, part. I don't know what you're saying. Yeah, I'm speaking Japanese to you. This is like you talking about how you handle pipe and the fittings. Is, does and all this that. make sense to you what he's saying? 
See, what? he's with me. Oh, no, but it, I, I, I got Garrett hey, Speak. I, I got Garrett I've been, speak I've been down. educating Biz. I got Garrett Speak now. No, I, I heard everything. <laughs> so I'm going to have to have you over to the house, come to the house bar. You'll, we'll, we'll go through all this. But I want to talk about something else before we have to get off here in a little bit. So we're going to hear it. I think uh, we're going to go a little long tonight. You don't want to hate uh, me for saying that. As well, long as I can get to goody goody before they close. You don't want to hear the stroller the goody story. Goody. Are we getting rid of that story? We got off on Frenchies. Yeah. I don't, don't, don't want to hear about All right. Man. Stroller. I'll finish up real quick. Stroller. Amanda's dog now, right? And she thinks every French dog. Does she have a purse that, that she carries that, that, the no, dog in? He's, he's like 38 pounds. You can't carry mm-hmm. that dog in a purse. They, they get Okay, big. I'm just so, making so sure. He, uh, she thinks that he'll die if he walks too much because he <laughs> can't get too hot. So she bought a dog stroller. No. So Saturday uh, morning. Amanda, no. So we get Dose. up Saturday morning. Amanda, I'm like, no. I'm like, I am not pushing that. I and I'm not. That's not happening. I'm not doing it. She's like, I'll push him. So Saturday morning, I get up and I tell the kids, it's like, hey, I'm gonna go on a walk. You guys want to go with me? And uh, so the stroller comes out because Winston's gonna go with us. <laughs> and my niece, real troop, she, she's like, I'll push him. <laughs> so we put him in there for first time experience of walking around the neighborhood. What is me and Anthony are just having a ball. We're like. Can't wait till somebody stops to ask to see our baby. <laughs> we look in there and see his big old head. <laughs> so, does your dog not like to be mine? Like the two, for, they don't like to be held. Does he like? He like? No, he likes this to lay on you. Want him to touch him, cuddle yeah. him, or things like that. But if you pick him up on him, she's like, no, because I, I have a girl, Frenchie. She's okay, like, no. But if you're like, if I'm laid out, like stretched yeah. out, she'll come jump between me. Like she loves to lay on you or whatever. Just not to be held. He 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 will come to me if I'm the only one in the house. Like he's like, because right, he can't I'll get take no you. So one last question: Does he do this? Because I don't know. This is a Frenchie thing. My son has five of them at his house. Wow. Do they do this silly shit to where they tell you they want to go out and they'll literally loop right back around to the door if you don't come out there with them? They'll go out <laughs> and they'll come right back. Like, yo, where you at? We can't let him out in. on his own because we don't have the fence yet. He'll uh, run loose. He'll just. Pew. So we have to. No, I, we've tried that trust, and he has broken that trust too many times. Well, you times. know what they're built to do? <laughs> is they're built to chase rabbits and rats. Dude, we're we're dealing with that because I didn't know that. Yeah, so but French bulldogs were made in France to actually control the rat population. Really? Yes. So, like, you know, yeah, we have boxes are bred to fight bears. I still can't see that because my dog's the biggest pussy in the world. <laughs> I, every time like, I do come over and I say, "Hey, Con," he bolts the other way. He's like, so we had so much sense because we had a rat in the back. So we had a rat in the patio one time, and I went out there, and this rat was like straight up bold. Like I jumped at it, pushed the chair at it, it didn't move. So I said, "All right." So then we had to go somewhere, and I told my wife, I said, there's a rat on the patio back. She's like, well, I ain't going out there. So I, I forgot about it, and I let, problem. I let Dior out. I let Dior out. When we came back, the rat was sitting Dior. at the front door. The bulldog named Dior. Yes, it's Dior. Dior LaRue. It's French. coach, too. Huh? His name is Winston Boudreaux Henderson. See, you got to have something French in there. But when we got back, the rat was laid out, throat missing, uh-huh. sitting in front of the door, and Dior was sitting there like, you got some more? And I was like, yo, like when we let her out, she goes rabbits all at me. She is on it. She's he wants to chase fast. the rabbits. And I'm like, what are you going to do? You and get pushed around in a stroller. You sleep in a that's bed. That's why I'm you asking. Know, I'm like, like well, he does all this, but do their anything. natural intention. But he pretty, does he bolt when he does run? He should be gone. This morning, I could not get him to go to the bathroom because he just, that rabbit was chasing there. And finally, I put Bella on him, which she's not going to catch it. But just to like get, get rid of it. And, and so he can like go to the bathroom so I can go on about my day. 
And I'm like, I'm looking at him, I'm like, you sleep in a freaking, like, uh, what's, what's like one of them expensive Taj Mahal. bed, dog beds, you know? Yeah. It's like, man, Tempur-Pedic dog bed. It really is. I think it really is. And, <laughs> and she, every time she goes to Ross, she, you know, they have like a little dog section. It's always a new toy, a new leash, a new collar, a new yeah, something. And I'm like, yeah, his, his dog that. is Gucci'd out, I oh guarantee. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. And Brian, you're absolutely right. Keith, he would try. But it wouldn't look right him riding a crotch rocket in those skinny jeans. <laughs> he would try. I don't though. think I would. I would look like a clown in a circus on a sport bike. You know, I just if? they're not my size. <laughs> oh no, we put, right. you, we put you on. A I want to know. I want to know because I know a lot of people are on here watching you. You got all those friends and family on here. It's my twenty nine followers on Instagram. Yeah, twenty nine <laughs> followers are on here. I want to know about this YouTube channel you want to start. Uh, okay, so my... So let's talk about it. I know you wanted to ask me some questions. I want Here's to know, your yeah. chance. But first, you got to talk about this YouTube channel you want to do. Because I'm a big believer in, and Biz will back this up. Man, this started out as like a hobby slash yeah. passion because I tried to write a blog. I couldn't do it. Yeah. I well, did I mean, a couple you podcasts. More than like ten words. You yeah, know? <laughs> yeah, man. Like I almost have that Wiley education. You know, like, I can't can't easy, do it. Easy, you're gonna get a man to fire it up. <laughs> <laughs> so no, I, I I was too critical in my writing. But when I did a couple podcasts, I was like, yo, I I like this. I like this format. Let's just sit and talk and see what people can learn from it, and hopefully some people will enjoy it and can can take something from it. Yeah. And and that and that's why I did it, but the biggest thing was, and Biz will even tell you, like I just I started forming a plan, and I talked to people that did it, and I just I thought I kind of knew how social media worked. Yeah, bro, no, I still don't have a fucking clue. Yeah, there's a reason these millennials have like college degrees in this shit. Like it's so hard to keep up with it and all the. You need to post reels and shorts and oh, yeah. this and that. And like, I'm still not doing TikTok. Like, I don't give a shit what anybody says. I'm not doing the TikTok thing. You will never see that's comments a, a the podcast <laughs> on TikTok. Like, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I I refuse. I know it. I know it draws a lot, but like, I'm not doing it. Like, they're privacy policies and everything else like i'm absolutely against you want to know how i feel about it go watch the joe rogan podcast he reads the fucking contract for like an hour and a half it's i'm out i'm out like i'm yeah. not doing that everything else like y'all can catch me on it uh you know sometimes it's hard to support some of these social media platforms and stuff like that but and youtube i'm just going to tell you before you tell me your story youtube is the hardest YouTube, if you're doing short content, they mm -hmm. really like you. You do long content like I do, like yeah. two hours. Yeah, I was wondering how that talk. all works. Like they, they don't like that. They like that 15 They want short, drama. man. Like, people want to see five-minute clips. You know, Biz works on those. Biz is dropping all our reels and short stuff on YouTube. And he's doing all that smaller stuff because that's what they want to see. I got to... I got to, you know, pay to have five minute, two minute reels pulled from, you know, take the funniest parts of you oh, and I okay. busting each other's balls. Right, right. Put on here 
because if they just tune in in the middle, that that doesn't matter. Yeah. They want to see the like two yeah. minute clip, hit, instant, yeah. boom, gratification. That's that's what this world is today. It's instant gratification. Well, yeah, like it's, this lane you're in, I don't understand it because it's like a two hour, you know, episode. Yeah. But it's like, okay, well, yeah, there's like Joe Rogan, right? You mentioned. Yeah. yeah but he's got Ric Flair on, you know? It's like, I'm not Ric Flair, you know? No, but you know what? That's funny. And I talk about this sometimes. The only, like, trolling or shit talking I've got, like, from, like, random ass messages and stuff is people telling me, like, that I think I'm Joe Rogan. Really? Like, that's a compliment. Yeah, Like, yeah. really, like, if I, and I've put this out there before. If I put out my top five list of, like, guests I would want to have on and sit and do this with, He'd be for, w- without any sponsorships, anything like that, like, Joe Rogan is number one. Yeah. Like, I will smoke a blunt with Joe Rogan <laughs> on here say. and, like, just have a podcast. Like, that. that's number one. Yeah. Then you can add Aubrey Marcus, Tim Ferriss, Jocko Wilnick, you know, other podcasters that I really look up to and think are good. Uh, Burt Kreischer, you know, like Two Bears, One Cave. Like, yeah, I'm I'm in on all that. Like, that is dope. Yeah. That's So when you shit talk me and you tell me, like, I'm trying to be like... Yeah, absolutely. Do you know how many followers those dudes have? Yeah, it's crazy. They have millions of followers. Way more than my 29. So, yeah, <laughs> and way more than my 113 on YouTube. Yeah. You know, whatever. Like, that shit is funny. Yeah. Like, that's how you're going to shit talk me? Yeah, right. Like, anybody that's watched my podcast knows, like, I will cut up Play the Dirty Dozens with you all day long. Yeah. If I don't shit talk you a little bit, I probably don't like you. Right, right. Like, that's kind of my personality. Like, I like to josh. I like to banter. I like to... Yeah. Let's have fun. Like, right. life is short. Yeah. Like, we've talked about that a lot tonight. Right. Life is fucking short. Right. Have fun. Bust each other's balls. Have a good time. Like, that. that's what it's all about, man. Like, having good conversation yeah. and just doing those things. Oh, yeah. No, so, I- Tell us about this YouTube channel so, because I think you on YouTube would be golden. I just get on these little kicks where I, I yeah, see like some people instant that instant post. Yeah. Yeah. Kenny Powers. You know Kenny Powers coming to you yeah, live. Yeah, Kenny Powers and uh Keystone, all the good names, you know, from all these fun uh different things that you're talking about. But yeah, I, I get on these kicks where I'll find some people on YouTube and, you know, yeah. just subscribe and do all the things, you know, to help them. And yeah. it's like content that I can get into, people that I, I feel like I could hang out with. Yeah. Or maybe not people I could hang out with, but I just, like, admire what they're doing. Like, yeah. man, like, they're doing this. Like, this is their thing. Like, yeah. they're doing this on the daily. But the, 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 the drawback is I don't know how to do everything that man's doing over there and what all's going on over there. Let's say my marriage. <laughs> so I'm telling I, you right now, bro. Like, so you decide to do any of this, hire somebody like Biz. Yeah. Like, do that. Like, I keep telling get, my brother. Get you like, a sidekick like Biz because. That's my brother. If I bought all this shit, my wife would be like, what the fuck yeah, are you yeah, doing? You lost your like, mind. Like, you lost your mind. Like, you don't even know how to work half this shit. You, you ain't <laughs> that's putting me. all that out there. That's like, me. What are you doing? And I'm like, yeah, no. Yeah. No. Well, I, yeah, I'm going to just, you know, I got I got my man on the ones and twos over there. <laughs> well, you know, with uh, my brother and I, uh, we, we did a, a project boat. We took it from literally the, the you know, it was going to the graveyard 
and yeah. we refurbished it. And this so as we I need to click back over to YouTube because I'm sure Sean has something to say. Oh, about I'm sure this. he does. But we had, uh, you know, we still were doing updates just for our own fun and send out to the family. You know, we're yeah. like doing this whole thing. And and then uh, when the kids come over, my niece, she was like, I want to be a YouTuber. You know, and um, so we would find these opportunities like, hey, let's uh, let's do this. We're gonna shoot a YouTube video. And we just run some video and just have fun with it and just take stupid stuff, you know, and just go with it. Uh, you remember James? Uh, he and James I. James is a cool dude. I yeah. like James. So we would. James, do, I'm I'm shocked you're not on here. I was expecting some good I, little. See, he's he's not the social media guy you. either. But we he and I started doing these short clips back and forth just uh, when we do random things. We it started off on a hunting trip where. We went on this this horrible dove hunt with no birds, and the next you've been th- on one of those. Oh man! Next thing you know, we're shooting spiders. So then we we spit we did spun this up. Dragonflies? No, we're like we're the East Texas Guided Spider Service Company, you know. So we would do these shoots, and man, we have like some gold quality video of us shooting spiders and just talking them up like we're selling these like you know hunts for trophy deer but you know yeah. it's all spiders and we name them you know just oddball names you're gonna love this so i took sarah and anybody that's met my wife knows like this is you like took her not, huh you took her hunting yes this is where this is going yes i don't see yes. that <laughs> i took my wife was it like a one of my worst high friends ranches <laughs> oh yeah Okay, that's kind of this is a this is a guy with money. <laughs> Talking no, no, about no. me, <laughs> it was a company trip marketing. I've, I've never even seen the inside of one. I've seen the outside. Of them. <laughs> I've never seen inside. So of I took my wife to one of these. Right, it's one of my buddies owns this ranch out out in Lampasas. It's uh, it's awesome ranch. Got, I highly recommend it. Twin Mountain. Uh, I'll give it some props. Although he should be sponsoring this, I think. Like maybe if I'm talking about Twin Mountain. I think he should sponsor us there. Yeah, us hunting, <laughs> maybe. Anyways, so we go out hunting. Right? I got my good buddy Jackie, right? So Jackie's kind of like, he knows the owner real well. He comes down. I'm like, I request him to kind of like be my guide. And I take Sarah. He's met you before? Oh, it's one of my good buddies. <laughs> okay. This is like you. He's got so many good buddies. You're going to love this story. So we, we go out, man, and we're sitting in the blind. And it's like early afternoon, right? And it's, it's prime rut, right? And we're, we're sitting in the blind. And all of a sudden, man, like when you're on a high fence ranch with like a lot of different shit, you never know what's going to come out. But, like, the bucks came out, young bucks, old bucks, and the does are everywhere. And these bucks are, like, getting after these does. Like, it is prime It's like it's happening. So It's happening. Mm -hmm. It's happening. And Jackie and I start rapping. (laughs) We start 90s rapping. And we start making soundtracks to these bucks, like, going after (laughs) these does. And I mean, like, pick the best Montel Jordan, salt and pepper, you name it. We're getting it in there, and we're making these rappers. 
If someone had video recorded this, yeah. it would be the greatest remix. So are y'all in like a like conditioned box videos? where it's like heated and all this? Like, no, 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 no. Okay. We're, we're in a shitty deer really? blind. Where's Sarah coming to this story? She's sitting right between us. Is she laying down like the beach? Jackie's over there. <laughs> and she's just, no, she's laughing. She's like, is this really what you guys do when you're out hunting? I'm yes. like, yes, this is exactly what we do. Complete My idiots. And like, here comes, the, here comes this fucking like badass like young buck on this doe and like there's three of them and he's like trying to pick which one and i'm over there like my mind's telling me no but my body i was so hoping he would go there yeah, yeah. like we are r kelly and mixing oh it up God. like i mean like dude it was absolute greatness and sarah's like if this is what it's like, I'm in. Like, <laughs> no, she's probably like, you can go hunting a lot more now. I know, I know what you <laughs> yeah. idiots do. I now have no I know concerns. what you idiots are doing. <laughs> you're sitting here drinking out of a flask. You're watching. <laughs> My only deer. concern is that you take an ammo with you. <laughs> yeah, you're walking around, sitting in the beer blind, and these deer are doing crazy things, and you guys are in here battle rapping. I've never done battle rapping in a deer blind, but I have come up with some crazy ideas because you just sit out there, you know, when you're by yourself, and, man, you just have these stupid thoughts, but uh, that's that's pretty funny. No, I thought you were gonna, I thought you were going somewhere else completely different. No, I mean, like, it was so great because Sarah was just like, this is really what you guys do, and I'm man. like, yeah, we smoke cigars, smoke cigarettes. She's like, isn't that bad for, like, scent? I'm like, we're up in a fucking tree blind, like way up here. Huh. They're 300 yards out there. Yeah. If that, like, I've had worse things wreck my hunt. Like, <laughs> but like, even when we duck hunted, so back to his dog that bird hunts, this is the funniest thing ever. And like, this didn't directly apply to you, but it kind of did. When we did that river, uh, the uh, Oklahoma. Oh, I forgot about and that. And we went up there on the airboats. Yeah, I've talked about did that, that story before. So, when you're sitting with like six, eight guys and they're all like, yeah, I shot that. Yeah, I shot that. Yeah, that's my bird. That's my bird. You know, and you're kind of like, dude, they were all over here. You're way over there. Like, you really. <laughs> Didn't matter. I pulled the trigger. Yeah, I pulled the <laughs> So this happened on like two trips back to back to me. And one of my estimators at the time, John Myero, I hope he watches this or listens this at some point. It was so funny because. We had gone to Lubbock and done our crane hunt. Yeah, I missed and, that trip. And we did that. You need to get on it with us this year. You got to do that again. We were just talking about but that. But anyways, so we're doing this bird hunt. And the last time I was like, you know, I don't eat a lot of duck. I'll take it to my subs and they'll make me badass like tacos yeah. and stuff. But I give most of it away. Yeah. So like the first time I was like, all right, fine. Yeah, just take it. I don't want to take anything home. I don't want to clean anything. Yeah. I don't want to deal with it. Second time, same thing again. They're like, they're divvying up birds. Like, how many did you shoot? How many did you shoot? And I'm like, y'all are full of shit. <laughs> I was like, all right. So the next time I was like, all right, I got you. So I took my goose load with me, bro. Like, I put goose load in. We're duck hunting. So these birds come out. We had this shitty collar. He Cut kept, him in half. <laughs> like, the birds are coming in, and they're just about to lock up. And right when they lock up, he won't get off the call. So they like he calls on it. They start flaring. Well, I'm like, all right, fuck it. Bam, 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 bam. Man, I hit one so hard he turned upside down. One week mint flopping. 
It rained feathers on us for like 10 minutes <laughs> while this bird slowly propelled upside down yeah. out in front of us. We get done, and I'm like, I've gone through like three boxes of shells. And we're pretty close to limit between like the eight of us. And I'm like, I guarantee I, I shot the majority of these birds. And they're... We get back to the truck. Everybody's sorting out the birds and everything. He's like, how many did you shoot? And I'm like, oh, I don't know, man. Like, whatever you all feel is fair, like, just give me those. I'm going to take them to my sub anyways to make me tamales or tacos. Right, right. They take the majority of the birds. I get home. Granted, they had to drive to Euless because yeah, there's, there's not much left. They call me. They call me. And he goes, hey, man. What the fuck were you shooting with? I was like, why? Why do you ask? He goes, man, I'm cleaning these birds. He goes, 90% of them have a hole this big through the breast. And How I'm much like, left of them? What, what, what do you mean? He goes, no, like, seriously, look. He starts sending me pictures. He's like, you're shooting like three and a half BBs or what? I'm shooting like 7,500 snow goose love. Golly. And like, I'm blasting these birds. He's like, yeah, man, we're like, picking meat off the bone here and i'm <laughs> yeah. like oh so how how many did you guys shoot <laughs> right and he's yeah. like oh well um i was like yeah yeah next time just a little more respect for like the shot like <laughs> you <funny>. idiots <laughs> yeah it was a good time well you, you'd ask me my my youtube channel name uh just because i'm not good at like just like one you know i was like okay in a bunch of little things right yeah so uh when we, we shoot our little video clips just for fun, I decided that my channel's name should be called That's Handy. James is too And that's my, that's my tagline, because everything you owe, you know, it's like, man, that's handy. Like, I didn't know that. You know, it's like, you know, some, somebody asks you to help them, and you go over there, and you see them kind of going down the wrong way, and you're like, offer them a recommendation. They're like, man, that's handy. I didn't know that. And it's like all these things that, that I learned and things that my dad taught us, and it's like, they're like, man, you know how to fix a car. You know how to do this. You know how to do that. It was like, well, he didn't have a choice because they were broke. So it's either not have it or, you know, figure it out, it, yeah. you know. And so we we talk about that a lot that we probably take that for granted that, you know, because, you know, as you get older, you start getting around other people and you're like, you don't know how to change brakes. You don't know how to like, no, or like, I'm going to take it all to the, this guy and he fixes. I give him money. And he fixes like, well, we didn't have that money to give. So, you know, like learn all this stuff. So I thought, man, how cool would it be? Like just little things, you know, it's like you find people that will shoot these videos, you know, and throw them out there. And, you know, it's like, man, if you just had like a well-edited, good quality camera, good sound, you know, somebody knew what they're doing on the back end of that, cutting it down. I'm like, I think that thing would go, man. I mean, you think about the skills, like we were talking earlier about the traits and this new generation. It's, yeah. you know, they don't know how to do that kind of stuff. So that was my idea. They, they wanted to know what my channel name would be. It's called That's Handy. And that that was would be handy. my tagline, man. Everything. Dude, get it. Lock that down. Lock that down. I do think that. It, we, it, is it okay if we just say we're locking it down right now? Nobody else can take it. We can well, use I mean, this. I like you, you still have the time to lock it down. <laughs> All right. So we're going to wrap up. We're going to go towards the end of the show here. You will be back on. We're going to do a part two to this like at it. some point in time. Yeah. But now I got to ask you the two serious questions. Uh-oh. So. Round one, if you had <laughs> one piece of advice you could leave your kids right now, like, God forbid, let's just say you don't make it home tonight, you know, whatever. I don't like where I the mean, story's I'm not, going. I'm not like, giving you the juju, but, like, 
if you had one piece of advice you could live in like this is your last dying words like what what piece of advice would you leave your children I would just I think at this stage of my life where I'm still trying to figure it out myself I yep. think just be kind you know I really feel like you know that's where I'm at where like still struggle with anger and still struggle with certain things and I think that's probably that would probably be it just be kind because that's what you know I try to find that myself and I know that's pretty simple no it sounds easy excellent. but but I think that's hard be to it. do it's like times. be kind you know yeah it's like you know you find find yourself and you know just driving down the road and you see you so never many know angry whatever. people and it's like I find myself being angry at times for like road rage and traffic it's like and just freaking relax you know be kind yeah. and, and I think you know that would probably be it you know it's like yeah that would be you it. never know what the other person's dealing with that's so true. Man, when you stop and you think about it and I find myself in that situation a lot of times within the business, it's like, hey, did you know? Did you ask all the right questions? Because just like you said, you don't know what the other person's got on their plate. And a lot of times when you when you ask those questions, you find out a lot about that and you go, dang, you know, I just I recently had that happen to me. I didn't yeah. know all the circumstances and, and uh, you know, didn't know what they deal with. And after we you know, dust had settled and we had to go back and, you know, yeah. fix that, fix the, the, the problem. It was like, I didn't know that they were dealing with something. And I was just like, man, dude, if you just stop and then just be kind, you know? And, yeah. and like I said, I'm not living that, you know, a hundred percent, but I would, I, I would like to. So I think, you know, put me on the spot, man. You could have gave me a heads up on that, dude. Hey man, but, you could watch the show. <laughs> These questions get asked at the end of every show, bro. I need to, I need to, I'm guilty, you know. You know yeah, you got to subscribe. You can subscribe. I and did I'll, subscribe. I'll, I'll, I'll follow you too. I'll be your 30th, 30th man. That's big time, man. That's, I don't know if I can handle that, man. You yeah. Shut the internet down. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. That's my one. All right. I like that. That's a great answer, man. Like, that's really solid. Like, yeah. that's good. Hopefully, uh, hopefully I get you some more likes and followers on your channel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. All right. So, last question. And this can be anything you want it to be. This could be something that's been weighing on you. This could be something you're inspired from tonight that just comes to your head. This could be, you know, whatever. Like it, it doesn't. This isn't premeditated. Look, I'm getting all prepared. Yeah, this isn't. This isn't oh, premeditated. This isn't like anything big. Like it's just. So the show is called Common Sense, right? So we share our common knowledge to provide others with common knowledge, yeah. right? So. You get to give your two cents. Okay. You I like can that. give your two cents about whatever you would like to give it about. I mean, you could talk about bedazzling jeans. You could talk <laughs> oh, about Florida talking about that. You could literally go wherever you would like with this, and you can just share some knowledge with all the people that are tuned in. Well, so one of the things that uh, one of my mentors that I, that I meet with, and I wish that we could meet more on a regular basis, but... Um, uh, this guy kind of came into my life through business and then just our back end and how we, he knew Amanda and the boys and, you know, they, yeah. before, uh, before Amanda and I were a thing, I meet with him and, um, he challenges me, you know, he really checks me, yeah. you know, a lot. And so I walk away from there a lot of times just going, wow, you know, I just never thought about it that way. Or he gives me projects to work on and try to just make me better. You know, yeah. as, just as a person, as a human, as a person. Yeah, and so one of the one of the uh, podcasts that he turned me on to that I comes out once a month and I listen to, 
Um, one of the things that has resonated with me recently, and I'm really trying to apply that, is yeah. that uh, successful people uh, do r- regularly what non-successful people do occasionally. So I'm butchering how he says it; it flows a lot smoother. Yeah. But it, I'm trying to apply that in my my day to day. Yeah, and it can be doesn't have to be business, right? It can be relationship wise with your spouse or relationships with other members or family. But doing successful people do regularly what others do occasionally. And when you think about that, you're just like, okay, it's a that's a that's hard to do. You know, it's like yeah. you can find ways to complain all the time. Yeah, that's easy to do, right? Yeah. But to to figure out things that you need to improve on, or you look at somebody and go, man, look at what he's got. Well, he didn't. Do you just... know the story? Huh? Do you know the story? No. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, you don't know what it took for him to get yeah. there. Yeah. So it's like you can look and go, well, man, look at Garrett. Look what he's doing. It's like. No, he's doing that on a consistent basis. Like he's doing that. That's a regular routine now, and so to be yeah, to, to get that success, you don't just do it every once in a while. You know, it's just like with you know sports talk, right? You, you know, practice makes perfect. It's like no, you know, doing that on a regular basis, like really putting yourself out there, that brings you know that brings it to the point where yeah. that's now a regular thing, and you're you're successful at that. Yeah. So I, that would be my having thing. habits. I think like being habitual about things to put yourself in the right yeah. situation. Yeah. Yeah. Being habitual, having surrounding yourself by people that are better than you. Yeah. You know, yeah. like I think that's something you and I have both done in our life yeah. and through our career that we're not the smartest motherfuckers. No, no. <laughs> like, no. I mean, we'll both adamantly yeah. sit here and admit that. Like, oh yeah. But we've put ourselves around some really amazing people that have like helped us along the way yeah. and, oh, sure. and really put us there. And I think what you just said is absolutely on point. Mm-hmm. Do what others won't do. Go that mm-hmm. extra mile. You know, if you consistently do X, yeah, you're going to get results at some point. Yeah, like, you know, you got you got to do those things. Yeah. Well, that you said two cents, so that's one. The other is the other statement that always stuck with me that he told me was, you know, people, you know, the uh, they'll say knowledge is power. And he would always stop and say, no, applied knowledge is power. You can have the knowledge, but that doesn't do you any good if you don't apply it. Yeah. So those two things are the, you know, the, what I'll leave it with. Uh, Absolutely, and, man. Like, that, no, that's, that's not gold. That, I you know what? To him. I'm going to give you credit. You're the first person to actually give two cents. Yeah. Not one cent. Yeah. Because no. most people give one cent. Yeah, no, I, you I gave just my gave two. two cents. I gave my two for sure. So, man, you man, I had a great time, man. I can't believe that it just flew by. How many people say that when they come on here? Because I was like, two hours, man. We're 30 minutes into it. We're going to go, uh, hey, bro. I mean, like, we started like 15 minutes later, but like, you legit went the full two hours. Like, legit went the two full, full hours. Like, I feel like we could pick on each other for another two. Oh, we could do that for sure, man. But you know what? We got to leave him some for episode two. I'm telling you, man. We can't I mean, give we're going to run it back. We'll yeah. run it back. I like it. But hey, man, thank you so much for yeah, coming man. on here. Happy thank you, for, you. for sharing the stories, yeah, man. Like, I know a lot of what you shared isn't easy to share. Yeah. And again, I really admire how you've handled your life and all the things yeah, that come up in I your life. Yeah, I appreciate that. Like, because... 
most that would bitch about their lives haven't been through half of what you've been through. Yeah. Well, like I and said, you know what? Like that speaks volumes to you yeah. and your character, man. And like, you're one of my really good friends and like, we don't hang out near enough, but like, man, like I really appreciate yeah. you coming on here. I mean, I busted your balls. Like I yeah. was like, are you really going to show up? Yeah. Are you going to come do this? I'm like, you had no idea. But Garrett, I was born for this. Man. I was what are you born about? for this. What are you talking yeah. about? Let's do this. <laughs> yeah, man. So I appreciate all of you that tuned in tonight. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. We're going to be back with another great one next week. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Please subscribe, follow, share if you guys are enjoying this. If you'd like to sponsor the show, please hit me up in the inbox. Message me. Uh, we are taking that. Uh, there is going to be, as you guys have known, I've talked about this for a little while, but it's about to happen. Uh, the music part is coming into this. It's probably going to be once a month. Uh, I have a meeting in less than a week and a half that is going to be adding a platform where we're going to be subscription-based too. Subscription-based will give you access to some things that the people that just buy tickets to see the show, great, please, we welcome you, enjoy the show. But as these bands grow, we're bringing some big, big names on here. And when that starts happening, you're going to want to be a subscriber because... It's going to get you exclusive access to VIP chats where you can submit questions when we sit down with these bands and we're doing what Keith and I are doing right here, talking. They're going to be sitting here. We're going to be cutting it up. So any of you that are of our generations, <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> any of you that are of that, like you remember MTV Unplugged. We are bringing that back. Like, I saw the one you did. That's awesome. Yeah, man. Like, we're, we're going to be bringing that back. There's going to be bands on here that you didn't think you could hear raw like that in the studio live, cutting it up like that. And we're going to have conversations like this. We're going to sit down and have drinks. We're going to have a cigar. We're, you know, for those guys that want to do that, like, that's going to be part of what you subscribe to and get to be a part of. It's going to blow up. Uh, I have no doubt about that. So get in while you can. And for those of you that follow us regularly, I really appreciate you guys following us. And until next week, business out. Safe trip to Aruba, my friend. I know you're about to be traveling. Yeah, and same to you, sir. Yeah. Big 60th birthday party like. for a That's good what friend. what money looks like right here. Yeah. International so, travelers. We'll see you guys back on the 30th. And peace.